years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Shoppers, welcome to Cobb. Special today, Rachel Mellon's two for a dollar. Ain't it a pity when you're living in the city and a broker need a grocery store? Take it out. Take it a dollar when the manager, he hot you're so lazy you don't work here no more. Take it out. Take advantage of our special today, Cobb's toilet tissue, six roll pack, one With the tomatoes and the onions and potatoes, it's a struggle just to try to survive. Take it out. The staff is lazy and the customers are crazy and the manager can eat you alive. Another issue. Oh fuck! I screwed it up. I screwed it up already. <laughs> it up already. Not really the intro to either of them. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say another edition of Flea Market Fantasy. <laughs> That's what I was launching into. <laughs> oh. All right. Hey, welcome to another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me as always is new Larry, not new Michael, new Larry Kevin Jank. You ever slept with a billionaire, Mike Dell? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> But, I know uh, Jeff Bezos has been up in that rusty sheriff's badge. But, uh, that's a reference to the movie we're watching tonight, Howling Five. That's right. right. We've uh, we've discussed Howling Two on the show. We skipped one, and we're skipping three and four. We're getting right to five uh, from 1989, I believe, or somewhere around there. That sounds about right. So uh, no Tuffy tonight. 89. He's uh, he's up playing grab ass in Michigan, as he likes to do. So joining us. Is a author, raconteur, and a werewolf expert, Miles Watson. True. Yay, yay, woo, yay, we're all glad, woo, woo, woo. The masses, the masses are in such approval. God, thank you, masses. I mean, I just took my top off. I was so excited. (laughs) Uh, I took my pants off. So look at that. It's amazing. Uh, Miles, (laughs) now, Miles, we let you pick the movie this week. And you came to me with several choices. Your number one choice was Krull. Yeah, I was practically begging to do that. Yeah. For for those I'm, who don't I'm know what Krull is, to, can you remind well, people what I'm Krull is? I'm fully prepared to pay. Yeah, we weren't. <laughs> yeah. See, see, listen, listeners. Um, so Mike Dell is cheap. And yes. he refused before he cuts me off. Oh, I've got to get this through. Oh. Okay, so... I wanted to do Crawl this week for our bad movie uh, our discussion. And Mike Dell was like, fuck that. I'm not paying $2.99 to watch Crawl. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, Crawl is worth, like, I don't know, 4 or five ninety nine. I was going to say ten ninety nine, but it's not, not. Yeah, true. it's not worth $10.99. Um, yeah, I don't However, know. I imagine it can't Krull top Death Stock 2, so it's probably not worth paying for. Well, here's for. the thing. Here's the thing about Crawl. I know we're not here to discuss Crawl, but I must I must say that Crawl is one of those movies that when people see it, they're like, how did I not know this fucking existed? Like, this is fascinating, number one. Two, they're like, 
how many famous people are in this before they were famous? Because it's a fairly hefty number. Um, like Liam Neeson would be the, the biggest example. But you will recognize almost everybody in the film is like some kind of British Isles character actor, whether it's Ireland or Britain or whatever. Crow was supposed to be one of those huge franchise Star Wars type fantasy yeah. franchises. Um, it was it was a fantasy, but it was also a little bit of sci-fi. And um, it is one of the movies. See, I've basically been trying to poison everyone else with <laughs> i have forced everybody to watch battle beyond the stars that was great uh i i forced <laughs> well you're just obsessed with civil danning, civil danning but, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> you'd literally watch a holocaust documentary of fucking civil danning or narrating <laughs> and be like this is the sexiest movie ever. <laughs> um, hey george papard was in that too right wasn't papard in that that's true yeah. oh yeah 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 george Big papard fan. that was another one robert just vaughn was in that um john boy was in that uh, it, the list actually is is quite impressive, but um, these these films like there were we watched. Remember when we watched Warlords of the 21st Century? You guys were very angry with me about that. I don't even did oh, we watch um, that? That doesn't even sound familiar. We did. I think you. I think it was called Battle Truck. Oh, Battle, Battle Truck. Yeah, I'll say Battle yeah, Truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know uh, that was the 21st century in America. That was. <laughs> you guys were very angry with me that about was that right. one. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but when you tell me that you want to watch a bad movie, I know bad movies, John, <laughs> and that movie sucked. It was so just so – it was, like, so slow, you know? It was, like, the Irish yeah. being very – nothing boring, happened. Yeah. Well, it was just that lame – There was, like, a number of – It's really bad, and it stars the guy from Warriors, to anyone who's listening to this. He, he, <laughs> he really – that guy shows up in some of the classic bad movies of the uh, the era, but – when I was when I was growing up, I saw Warlords of the Twenty First Century, aka Battle Truck, Megaforce. Megaforce um, was great. Did you watch that? With, I think, did stars. you watch that with us, or did we watch it on our own? Uh, no, we watched that here with, no, with Miles. Yeah. Was yeah, Miles? Here? I, I'm, yep. I, I don't know. I hope I was because yeah. that would be another one that, <laughs> that movie was great. Yeah, we we love Megaforce. Howling yeah, Two, asshole. Howling <laughs> um, Two was great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, good uh, call. They, there were like four or five movies that I watched in the '80s in the theater. All of, I saw all those in the theater, and Crawl was one of them. And these were the movies that were took a special place in me and my brother and all our friends' heart because they were so hyped by like the magazines, you know, because this is way pre-internet. So what we had was Starlog, the magazine, Cinema Fantastique, comic books that had little adverts for these like. Yeah, comic books at the time had massive adverts for oh. Megaforce. They had oh, uh, like clip off the back and send it in to get the you know the toy yeah. you know crossover stuff. So, Crow was one of those films that was so massively hyped, and we all sort of poured into the theater to see it. We were like, yeah, yeah, Crow, Crow. <laughs> we came out of the movie in somewhat a different <laughs> fashion, but. I I rewatched it some years ago and I just couldn't stop like marveling over the movie. I just Miles, if uh, I recall, really didn't they have like an Atari game for Crawl as well? And it, oh, and it was really bad. It was, I don't remember if there was an Atari game or not, but it was so hyped. I will never forget being in the lobby of the movie theater and seeing the one sheet, the poster, and there's the hand holding up that weird weapon, or maybe it was just the weird weapon. The yeah, that that was their gimmick. They they had this the weapon. Blade. It was kind of like a, a boomerang with like four arms on it, and the they would throw it. on it. And the, yeah. yeah, 
and and at the risk of belaboring a discussion that's not tied to our discussion, the best part was that at one point, right after he gets the glaive, this sacred weapon, the hero grabs it and he's he runs outside and he's going to throw it. And and his Obi Wan Kenobi character, that's just what I'm going to call him, um, played by I think Freddie Jones, who was in Dune, uh, also another huge flop at the time. But he he's about yeah. to throw it and he's like, "Don't throw that weapon. It's not a toy." So the whole fucking movie, you're waiting for him to throw it, and you're like, fuck you, old man. I wanted to see him throw the weapon. He finally throws it in, like, the last three minutes of the movie, and we were all like, we got uh. Why didn't we get to see him throw the hey, hey, Miles, this brought back a childhood memory, though. Uh, when you were a kid, mm. Miles, did you have a Nerf boomerang? I did not have a Nerf boomerang. I meant yeah, a Nerf. I did I have a Nerf boomerang. I did not have that. And I think it was because of my love for curl link. You know, I wanted to get a Nerf boomerang so I could throw it like the, you know, in the curl. But uh, it was like a boomerang with three legs on it, you know, and it was made out of Nerf, but it had little plastic ditties on the end so you could like twist it. And it's supposedly the way you twisted the the arms, it would determine its bend, you know. And I remember I went in my backyard and I threw it the first time and it just went up on the roof. That was it. <laughs> so I had to go Wow. And your nephew wasn't born yet to climb up the ladder. <laughs> right. and get it down. He was still several generations <laughs> away from coming. But, uh, yeah, that was the great fun of the Nerf boomerang. But, uh, yeah, Crawl. So we, we passed on Crawl, but uh, for people out there who want to go see it, it, you can get it for $3. But, you know, think it think it through is what I'm saying. You know, don't just yeah. rush into it. There's you know? so much free shit on Tubi. <laughs> you, you can almost get a block of tofu for $3. So just let that sink in. Right? <laughs> Almost so. You'd be better off with crawl, I think. <laughs> now Miles going to say, "Fuck." <laughs> what? Uh, there were a couple other movies you had on your list. Uh, do you remember any of those? Well, let's see. I'll punch them up. But I think, uh, I think I was suge- I was really digging into like like some pretty. I remember I tried to do recommend Maximum Overdrive, but I'm glad yeah. you picked that. Yeah, I don't like Stephen King. Sucks. I don't like him at all. Um, <laughs> but the only reason to watch that, that is a goofy movie ass movie. Yeah. So bad, like that one scene where the the uh, vending machine shoots the can of soda, like because the vending machine is now possessed. It shoots a can of soda into the guy's crotch at like 300 miles an hour, and I'll never not find that funny. Like I'm 50 years old and I fucking still burst out laughing. Like, still pops. <laughs> Yeah. And it's supposed to be a horror film, and it's like the dumbest fucking – it's awful, which is funny because the short story Trucks is one of the better short horror stories I ever read, which is what Maximum Overdrive is based on. And Stephen King directed the movie on a mountain of cocaine. Yeah. He admits yeah. that he was, so fucked, he was so fucked up during the shooting of this film. He doesn't even remember a lot of it. <laughs> Which is convenient because one of the cameramen lost an eye during a sequence and sued him Oof. for negligence, and I think won. Um, so he, he doesn't even remember it. And somebody said one day, like, well, you directed a movie called Maximum Overdrive. You know, are you ever going to direct again? Because that was now like 40 years ago. And he looked at the he looked at the guy who asked him. This is on – I think this is on YouTube somewhere. But he goes uh, – he goes, uh, well – Directing Maximum Overdrive is sort of like having shit stuck to your shoe. That's <laughs> <laughs> about right. He said, you, you, you want to get it off? He's like, I feel like I have to direct one more time just to sort of like get the foul stench of that film off me. But it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, I remember it had yeah, Green Goblin bad. face on a truck, right? 
on the truck. And yeah. then I also possibly mm-hmm. recommended Silver Bullet, another Stephen King film, which is even worse. That's a werewolf thing, right? That's a werewolf. It is, but when I was growing up, we wa- when I watched that in high school, we called it the werebear because the werewolf is so badly designed, it looks, looks like fat. So yeah. it's like super <laughs> fat. So you have like this fat werewolf that's – oh, that movie sucks. It's absolutely terrible. And I think Corey uh, Feldman is in it, which just makes oh, it worse. Oh, Larry would love it. He loves Corey Feldman. Larry yeah, Corey sure Feldman, does. Mark. I also recommended uh, Catwoman with um, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Ooh. I never saw it. I've never I've seen that. It, it just seems painful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I She apparently – like they gave her Razzies for it, and apparently yeah. she showed up in person. Like the first yeah. person in history to like show up and she collected her Razzie and then did a speech <laughs> where she was like, hey, I just want to thank the producers for casting me in this fucking piece of shit. And that's like her actual speech. And she, I was like, damn, yeah. that's actually pretty cool. Uh, and I mean, she had to know what she was getting into. I think the whole villain is just like some lady who sells cosmetics or something. <laughs> like, How did you yeah, expect I mean, this to be a good superhero? <laughs> As, yeah, they sold it as the Catwoman, you know, from Batman, but it was like a rights issue. So they were allowed to use the suit, but they weren't allowed to, like, do anything else. Um, it's one of those weird modern things where somebody owns 10% of the rights and somebody else owns 50% of the rights and then somebody owns 3% of the you know, some shit like that. And so they couldn't actually make it the Catwoman, like, out of Batman. She had to exist in her own space. But apparently, I've heard it's, like, one of the worst movies of the decade that it was in. Um, uh, yeah, uh, then she went on to play Storm in the X-Men, so two superheroes. That's, that's always right. weird. But uh, I like Halle Berry she and all, but also pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, Keep her away from comic books. Uh, she also yeah. pissed me off recently. She screwed over my girl Kat Zingano, Miles. Did you, you hear all that about – because no. she made that movie about the MMA fighting, a lady MMA fighter. Did you see that movie? No, I've never even heard of that. Yeah, Halle Berry, about a year or two ago, she made a movie about a woman MMA fighter. I think she starred in it. But Kat Zingano was supposed to be in the movie. And uh, and then uh, so she told the UFC she can't take a fight because, you know, she's going to be in this movie. And then UFC said, all right, well, we're going to fire you if you're going to. And, you know, Kat, you know, single mom, she wants to be in a movie to go that way with her career. So they are. Right, well, you're fired, Kat Zingano, for not taking the fight. So then Halle Berry says, hey, Kat Zingano, you're not in the UFC anymore. We can't use you in the movie. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. So it was okay. like a big thing. Yeah. So that sucks. Hey, uh, by the way, Kat, I saw on Twitter uh, my girl Kat, Kat Zingano. She uh, has an OnlyFans now. Oh, <laughs> serious? She did. <laughs> now she says for help of the 21st century. She's keeping it classy. She's uh, you know no nudity, nothing like that. But we'll how see. do you know Her my kitties for getting a subscription? <laughs> I did not subscribe. I did see it's eight dollars though, which is two blocks of tofu. So I was going to uh, say. You wouldn't pay well, three ninety nine for maybe 12, Christmas. <laughs> oh, I would pay eight dollars <laughs> for Kat Zingano. Big fan, big big fan. Uh, but all right, Miles, getting back to uh, your list of terrible movies. Yeah, Catwoman was on there, but I liked Howling Five because you saw Howling Five there, and I was like, oh, this is a werewolf. And uh, I wanted to do it for marketing purposes, Miles, because you're working on a story right now of, of putting out a novella about a werewolf, right? I am, I am. Which uh, Mike Dell did uh, the fonts. And the Fonts. formatting for the cover. Well, fonts yeah. are very important on on a cover. If you if you have the wrong fonts, it looks like shit. And uh, the formatting, more importantly, I suppose, more work. But um, and all the other shit that I can't do because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, 
And um, yeah, I, I uh, even wrote a mini like half page essay at the end because I needed to do, to give the provenance of writing a werewolf story because I love werewolves. I actually saw the original Howling probably when I was like 10 or 11, and I thought it was such a cool take. Now, explain, uh, give us the rundown of the original Howling, because we watched part two, which was batshit crazy, (laughs) and it had Sybil Danning ripping her shirt open, which is awesome. Which is all you need, because holy (laughs) shit. Was the first one like an actual movie, or was it like... (laughs) Yeah, okay, so the original Howling is actually a legitimate horror film. The original Howling is actually considered to be a classic original horror film. It's, I wouldn't say it's like necessarily like top ten, but it's in one of those like... It's like what in boxing or MMA you call fringe contender. It's like yeah. top 15. It's considered to be a classic for several reasons. One, the makeup effects work for the werewolves is considered to be second only to um, American Werewolf in London. Okay, well, and, let me stop you there for a second, because how would you compare the effects in that first movie to the effects in this fifth movie? Because I don't <laughs> know. Did we see a werewolf at any point in this movie? I guess we did. <laughs> I don't know. We saw him wandering <laughs> the of one, I think. Just like... Yeah. yeah, we 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 see the we see the werewolf basically wandering the halls of the movie, and that's about it. So, I think they this movie could have been just as good if there was no werewolf and it was just about a, a killer in a castle. Yeah. But that we'll, we're skipping uh, ahead there. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll I will that. say that if you watch the original Howling, the effects are incredible. For the, I mean, the animatronic and the makeup effects. As somebody who worked in makeup effects for twelve, well, however many years I worked in it. Um, they're incredible and they're considered to be very good. They're not considered to be quite on the level of something like um, American Werewolf in London, but they're they're very high. They're very impressive and very good. I mean, keeping in mind that the first Howling film was shot in like you know 1980 or something. Um, so, the Howling is about a news reporter who's meets up with a serial killer, played by Robert Picardo, um, and Eventually, you find out. Eventually, you find out that the serial. Uh, I, I might, is it okay if I ruin the story? I don't know. Yeah, I feel free. That's what we do here on the show. <laughs> okay. Spoil. All right, I'm gonna ruin the story. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, so, basically, it turns out that the serial killer is actually a werewolf, and then there's this whole thing with Patrick McNeese in it, and the woman and her husband go off to this like remote place and it's run by Patrick McNee and it's just like hey, some we, 70s you're saying Patrick, Patrick McNee. Is that the guy from the original Avengers back in the day? The 60s? Yes, it is. Okay. Right, gotcha. Yes, it is. And so long story short, the howling is a horror movie about this couple that goes out to the middle of nowhere and it discovers that the, basically there's a bunch of werewolves running around and it's, it's got some gruesome kills. It's got like this whole subplot with like, you know, this reporter and her husband. And then the husband gets seduced by a werewolf and, um, who's also a nympho. Good combination. by hey the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, it goes a little tongue in cheek, but it's, it's a good horror movie. It's a well-made movie and it's considered to be kind of a minor horror classic. And so the howling like Hellraiser, like a lot of franchises of horror starts out at kind of a high point. <laughs> and then <laughs> from there it takes a very interesting journey into the Howling 2, which we have discussed at length and which is worth seeing for three or four yeah. things. By far and away, Sybil Danning with her shirt off. Holy hell. I hit puberty about yeah. two years early because of that scene. It's worth um, seeing for about 18 things midget... after the credits, too. There's 18 things after well, the credits. Yeah, they, they just keep showing it over that's and over right. and over. They, 
they just show it over and over again, as they should. But I would like to say in Howling 2, there is also a scene, and I'll leave it at this, but there is a scene of a midget little attacking person. a werewolf who's yeah. armed with a Uzi, and the, the little person yeah. kills him with like a fucking morning star or a throwing star or some kind of medieval weapon. And, I mean, if, you, if you've never seen a dwarf attacking a werewolf who's wearing a medieval helmet and carrying an Uzi, I'm just saying, like, well, the Miles, Howling 2 is your Chris. chance to do that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the little person fall out like a window and then get impaled on a stick? Yeah, he gets tossed, I think. Oh, he gets yeah. killed twice yeah. in the movie. He gets yeah. killed twice because Sybil Danning kills him by causes, causing his eyes to explode, which is really kind of a disgusting scene. And he, he forgets his magical earplugs. Yep, there's magical earplugs. <laughs> That's a sign of a good movie. He forgets his magical earplugs, and she sings this evil song, and he goes, I forgot my earplugs. <laughs> And then his head explodes, and you think he's dead, but then he attacks Christopher Lee later on. Now, when you attack Christopher Lee, you should be prepared to die. So Christopher Lee throws his ass through a window, and the guy goes screaming down like eight fucking stories and lands on a, a spiked fence, which is extremely satisfying. Yeah, that's a good. And now, Jank, <laughs> Jank, did I hear you say you you watched the first Howling? Yeah, before we watched Howling, uh, The Howling 2, I watched the first Howling. Uh, I tried to repeat that this week by watching 3 and 4, <laughs> four but ridiculous. I only managed to watch 3. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, but did you like the first one? Yeah, first one's good. Solid. A cool ending our- where, like, uh, basically werewolves get revealed as, you know, being real on national TV, and then yeah. everyone seems to forget about it again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at the beginning of Howling 2, isn't there, like, a flashback to the end of the first yeah. one where, like, a newscast and people yeah, are, like, Lee, Christopher Lee plays the video of the woman from the first Howling movie getting shot uh, by her boyfriend or something at the end. And, uh, no, her producer friend, whatever. Anyway, um, and they they replay that in the Howling 2, and that's just about the only connection you get. Um, yeah. <laughs> other than the character played by Captain Beefcake or whatever that guy's name is in Howling 2 is supposed to be her brother. Okay, yeah, the guy who played Captain America, Captain America in the uh, original. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Red, Brown. Red Brown. Red Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Brown, if that just hit me. Um, yep. Red Brown. Um, now, how many Howlings are there total? Like seven? I lost count after like six. I don't remember. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, And, of course, you have to realize that the vast majority of Howling films are really not sequels in the classic sense of the word. Okay, let's – I just looked this up. So – and let's just – I'm only going to read them all because I need the audience to hear. The Howling is the first one. The Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. That is legitimately (laughs) the subtitle of the film. (laughs) Although it almost had a better one. Weren't they going to call it Sturbo Werewolf Bitch or something like that? Which would have been even better. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been even better, actually. (laughs) Howling 4, The Original Nightmare, which I've never seen. Howling 5, The Rebirth. Howling 6, The Freaks. Howling New Moon Rising, direct-to-video. I think that was a straight-on comedy at that point. And then The Howling Reborn in 2011. I didn't even, I'm not sure that. I knew that actually. Existed, so, but eight total movies, and they haven't had one in uh, a good twelve years. I think it's time for another one, Miles. 
I did, well, they need to start it over in the <laughs> yeah. tradition. But I would like to say that The Howling 3 is so bad. And the subtitle of that, I think, in Australia was called The Marsupials. <laughs> yeah. So yep, these werewolves sure legit have fucking stomach pouches on them. I got through <laughs> – I tried to watch that movie. I watched about 10 or 11 minutes of it, and I was like, fuck this. This is the great thing is like even in their human form they still have those pouches and like a lot of fur. (laughs) So this guy bangs the lady and then wakes up the next morning. He's like feeling her stomach and he's like, "Hey, this is weird. She's got this massive pouch and a lot of fur on her belly." (laughs) He didn't notice that. How did I not notice that last night? (laughs) And is it yeah? Damn, what what was I smoking? And can I get some more? Because that's like the ultimate beer guy. Like, hey, I fucked a werewolf last night and I didn't even know. (laughs) <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of beers real quick, Miles, are you drinking a beer as as you're doing this show? Yes, I am. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a Yingling, which is a very Yingling. Pennsylvanian. Yeah, it is a very mm-hmm. Pennsylvanian beer. Now, a couple weeks ago here on the show, uh, Larry was on, and he uh, he did his usual Larry versus beer. And he would see how many <laughs> beers he could drink during the show. And then uh, Jank tried to keep, keep up with him, shots of tequila. And, really? and the show went for four <laughs> hours. We did a four-hour show, but Jank only did about a two-and-a-half-hour show because at some point in the show, he fell asleep, and then he just woke <laughs> up, and he didn't remember being asleep. He just snapped. <laughs> it was pretty great. Wow. Look, it wouldn't have been a problem, except once we hit the 45 minutes of wrestling talk, it's just like, well, <laughs> my brain's out of here. <laughs> but, so if you feel the need to wow. try – Beep nine beers, you know, go for it, but uh, pace yourself. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say about uh, – oh, but before we get into the film, though, Miles, I was saying you, you did write a uh, – you're working on a, releasing a novella, a wolf story, Wolf Weather, right? Wolf yes. Weather. Um, would you like to tell the kids what that's about? I would. Um, so I got – as Mike Dell knows and as anyone who's ever heard me before knows, I, I like to write in all kinds of different genres. And um, one of the reasons I have never actively super pursued a traditional publishing contract is because I don't like the way that you have to kind of do everything over and over again in the same genre. And like, you got to have a pen name if you're going to do anything different and all that shit. So I don't like talking to people. That's why I don't do it. I don't like (laughs) people are the worst. That's fair. People, the world's full of them and they're hard to avoid. Yep. Uh, so I, I, one of the things I wanted to do was at some point I wanted to do this. I got this idea of like this horror fantasy where you had this, this guy who was fighting werewolves out in like the Arctic. And I thought, what the fuck? Like I have this idea, but now I need a plot. <laughs> All writers have that problem at some point or other. You get this idea in your head and you think, how can I make a plot to fit this? So I basically you had the idea of this fantasy novel in which this uh, these legionnaires get sent into the far north to conquer the wastelands or whatever. I'm very sort of vague about why they're there, but they go up there, and my hero protagonist, really, he's not that much of a hero, um, ends up being the last one of them because they're being attacked by these werewolves that basically live in the far north, and there's the sun never shines up there. It's only the moon. Like they, It's kind of a 30 days of night I hinge, but yeah. the literally yes. there's no limit like the sun it's like the midnight sun <laughs> kind of thing the the 
in reverse. The, you have the moon and nothing else. So I just had these very vivid visual images, winter, far north, moonlight. You know, there's never any daylight. And I wanted to do a story that was kind of like about – because there, there's two – you know, you're two fundamental monsters. You, you're your vampire, your werewolf, and they both say very different things um, about the human condition. And Stephen King used to talk about how in horror you, you had the tarot. Like he did his horror tarot and one with the ghost and one with the vampire and one with the werewolf and one with the mummy. And I don't remember what they all meant but specifically, but he talked about how like vampires were sort of about like the, you know, they're very sexual. Yeah. Um, and very suave. And it's all about seduction and a vampire needs to be invited in and vampires are always good looking, you know, and like they're, did, you know. Did Dracula you ever read the first Dracula? The old Bram Stoker? I did several times. Yeah, several just times. basically all about sex. It is. Yeah, it's it's a sexual <laughs> metaphor, especially when he when he, they describe the taking of the of the woman when he's biting her neck and all this shit, and he's making him bite her, and it's extremely Victorian sexual, like all this repressed sexuality. And vampires are very sexual, and they're always like bad boys or bad girls, and you know, like goth, like the modern interpretation of vampires, like girl with black lipstick and a nose ring, and she's super hot and wears black leather. And it's like I worked on Underworld four briefly, um, very briefly. Uh, uh-huh. And so, like, I'm familiar with Kate, that. Kate Beckinsale? <laughs> yeah, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. I actually brought Vampire <laughs> Fangs to the – I brought Vampire Fangs, uh, a shipment of Vampire Fangs to the to Red Studios, which is one of the few actual studios that's in Hollywood. Um, when people talk about, you know, Hollywood studios, they're usually not in Hollywood. They're either in, like, Burbank or Santa Monica or some other fucking place. But Red Studios is a studio that's actually in Hollywood, and I delivered Vampire Fangs there for that, and almost got in a fight with the security guards there. <laughs> strange, strange story, but uh, very aggressive security guards. Let me tell you, when security guards are angry because you're leaving the property, yeah, that seems weird. Yeah, that's when you know that yeah. they're strange security guards. Because um, I went out a different <laughs> exit than I came in, and they were like, "Stop!" chasing after my car, and I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm leaving." Like, literally, you can't throw me out. I'm literally leaving. <laughs> but they, yeah, I had some words with them, and then I was worried about getting in trouble with my boss because I was like, I told the security guards to fuck off. Is that a problem? <laughs> um, he just laughed. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so vampires are very sexual, and werewolves are weird because, like, they're on the opposite end. Like, werewolves don't need to seduce you. They just kill you. They rip you to bits, and then they eat your guts. So, like <laughs> – there, there's no consent with with werewolves, and it's very predator prey. Like there's no, they 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 represent something different, like something completely primal, something completely savage, something completely undisciplined. Plus they're hairy and have big fangs, and they're not sexy. They're like monsters. <laughs> so it's a well, tell that to Sherilyn Fenn in that one movie where she banged a werewolf. Sherilyn, <laughs> that's true. There's a lot of werewolves <laughs> and I do believe Mike Dell tried to bang Sybil Danning, who is a oh, vampire, but from she, your no, li- wait, she's a werewolf. Yeah, she's a werewolf. So, from your, your lips to God's yeah. ears, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. so, I mean, but basically I've always been, always been interested. I mean, I always loved wolves. I always thought wolves were super cool. And then when I was a kid and I saw my first werewolf movie and I was like, wow, you can become a wolf? This is awesome. And then I discovered yeah. I couldn't. See, see, let me stop me. you right there again, Miles, because uh, this jank fella and Mike Dell. They used to bully me about how I pronounced W-O-L-F. Do you remember this, Jank? 
You remember you and Mike L. Yeah, bullied sure, because say it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Miles just said it the same way I say it. I think we're all saying it. I don't it. think so. Miles, pronounce W-O-L-F. Wolf. Yeah, wolf. Right? You've got an L in it. You've got no, you got no L. Take the L. it a little bit more as a wolf. <laughs> W-U-F. Wolf. Wolf. Like I threw my fr- frisbee up on the wolf. Uh, on the wolf. <laughs> wolf, wolf. <laughs> I just, but I, but I was listening last night when I'm watching Holland Five. Like everyone, a lot of people say it like that. There's no need to make fun of me and ostracize me, Kevin Jank. You know. <laughs> I think I didn't remember hearing a lot of werewolves. I heard werewolves. Wolves. Well, when you do the <laughs> plural, it's the V. You know, werewolves. Or a lot of wolves out there. But when yeah. it's just one, yeah, it's a wolf. <laughs> um, Miles, say it again, Miles. I want to support you, Whoa. but at the same time, you're wrong. I'm not hearing a difference between how I'm saying it and how he's saying it. <laughs> wolf, 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 wolf. Exactly. Yeah, there's a clear difference. <laughs> I see not here. Wolf and wolf are different. But wolf. I, I think that uh-huh. uh, an online poll will solve this. <laughs> all right, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pronounce this as wolf all night, so get used to it, creeps. All right, <laughs> um, where were we with the uh, the story? The, the, so the wolf weather. Uh, how long are we looking for that to be coming up? That will be very soon. I'm just gonna make some revisions on it that you had suggested. There's there's some actually just very very minor stuff at this point, and um, I think at that point uh, it's ready to go. Probably in the next couple of weeks, actually. Were yeah. any of this? Make them marsupials. No, I did not suggest Absolutely not. I did not suggest Absolutely that. not. There are zero fucking marsupial werewolves. I was, like, traumatized by how shitty the ten minutes of that movie that I saw were. I can't even imagine <laughs> having to sit through the actual film. Like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, the marsupial aspect was not the, the part that bugged me. It was the, the lack of plot and just, like... So many no, disconnected characters film. they yeah. tried to weave together and it didn't make well, it, it, didn't, you know, it not cohesive. That movie literally looks like a modern version of Plan 9 from Outer Space. In, hey, uh, we, we watched that. Scene where, like, a, a guy's in this, we did, a guy's in the swimming pool and a guy's talking to him and he's like, Mr. President. And I'm like, this is supposed to be the president? It <laughs> looks like a shitty YMCA pool. There's no bodyguards. It's two guys talking. Like, they keep trying to do this grandiose stuff in the film, and they're like, oh, well, General, da, da, da. it's like a guy standing in a parking lot. The Russians and werewolves. And they're like, oh, <laughs> God, it sucks. Like, Howling 2 is a fucking masterpiece compared to Howling 3. <laughs> Jack, didn't you love the song in Howling 2? Yeah, I love that song. song. I have that very, song. Uh, I, wall I, of- I, I, fucking, I fucking downloaded that song in, like, six different versions. <laughs> <laughs> It's by Steve Harden of Babel. Yeah, he's a famous uh, punk, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, like, if you're into, like, that punk era music from the 80s, he's actually kind of a minor legend in the punk uh, movement. Punk's like more of his stuff, because, yeah, that song's great. Hey, uh, also, Miles, since we were talking about Mike Allen Jenk bullying me, uh, we recorded a flea market fantasy last night. Mike Al, Mike Al returned. He did. Yeah. Why? Mm. I mean, <laughs> Jank asked him he... to come back. <laughs> and he did. Yeah, he did. Yep. It's all stuck. <laughs> Somebody asked did, he... <laughs> did he say, like, 
why he was back? I he just uh, you know wanted to come back uh, do a guest spot you know, but uh, it didn't seem like there was any heat, right, Jank? It seemed like he's a friendly no. fellow. Didn't seem like there's <laughs> yeah. no heat there. Yeah, so I think yeah, I don't know why you thought there was. Like, well, you made it up in your mind that he that he hated you, but I don't <laughs> think that's the case. But uh, we did an Animal Man comic book, you know. Did you ever hear of Animal Man? I don't think so. Yeah, keep it that way. It's not really good. <laughs> okay. But uh, <laughs> uh, but Jack, uh, did you notice in the book there? There's that scene where Buddy Baker, Animal Man, he's throwing out all the meat, you know. Oh, I hated the that kitchen. part. And they <laughs> maybe hate this guy right off the bat. And then his wife comes home and she's yelling, "Why are you throwing away the meat?" Because the wife is mad because uh, Buddy Baker there made a decision that affects both of them without talking to her. You know, mm-hmm. and then she said, then he says, well, we're talking about it now. She says, no, we're not. And I said, oh, this is where Mike Allen learned it. He learned it by watching Animal Man, you know, because he made. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring that up on the show. I thought it could get rough. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Well, that's a, that's a, yeah. Probably uh, a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, Keep your comments in your pocket, as they say in the room. Yeah, but it's friendly, Miles. <laughs> It seemed like Mike L. Everything's good, you know. He's just very busy. That, that uh, Mike L. He's very busy, but uh, uh, yeah. well, it went well. As long as I'm glad. I'm, I hope you two had a had a uh, a chat. <laughs> yeah, they have a chat, and and he sent me the full and audio. Catch. He sent me the full uh, opening audio for Flea Market Fantasy because I always had a truncated version of the opening song because I couldn't. I didn't know where the full audio was, but he sent me the full audio. So. Although this episode, Jank, it's still going to be the shortened audio because I already did it before he sent me the audio. So. <laughs> oh, you were too quick. Yeah. He sent that last night. Uh, I had already done it before he sent, like I by, before I got it. And then he sent it through Google Workplace, and I don't have a Google Workplace account, so I kind of download the file. So, But then he sent it again today, so I got it. But uh, anyway, that's the Mike L. update. Uh, go check out Flea Market Fantasy. You'll love it. Yeah. yeah. Big reunion. Uh, all right, so uh, this how you want to just get into howling now? Talk howling. <laughs> sure, right. I'm ready. All right, howling five, 1989, I believe he said miles correct. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the uh, description on uh, IMDb: Howling Five: The Rebirth. A group of strangers visit an ancient Hungarian castle and bring along a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it tips off the fact that the werewolf is one of them and not the count, if you put it that way. But now, uh, in uh, in fairness, they uh, don't know they're bringing along a werewolf. It's not like they have the werewolf in a sidecar on their motorcycle. They don't know they're bringing a werewolf. It's True. an undercover werewolf. You know, one yep. of them. Feels. Correct. But uh, wait, I just got a message from the Ed. Buddy the Ed. Uh, Miles, do you know our friend the Ed? I have, not, I mean, not personally, but I think we he was on the show once when I was on it at some point. Well, would you mind if we add him to the show here, real quick? Not at all. If he's ready to discuss Howling Five. Yeah, I don't think he'll discuss Howling Five. But <laughs> so, uh, it's always entertaining when the Ed comes on the show. Let's see. Uh, Trying to trying to add the Ed to the uh, conversation, and uh, let's see, do, do, do. it's it's ringing. His Skype's is ringing. His Skype's is ringing. 
he just sent me a message. We'll cut all this out in post. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Very good, good. We keep this a professional show. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll fix it in post. That's you probably can't pass the security guard. Ed! Yeah, all right. Um, all right, well, let's just get one with Howling Pie. Fuck it. <laughs> Edward! I can show he's on the screen, right? All right. Oh, there oh. he is! Ed! Yeah! <laughs> I was just about to give up. <laughs> I, I saw your little message on Twitter, so I wanted to uh, bring you on the show. Hey, Ed, uh, our buddy Miles Watson is on the show. And uh, we were right about to review Howling 5. Really? Yeah, I've seen Howling 1 through 4. I didn't see 5 yet. <laughs> oh, wow, really? You've seen Howling <laughs> 1 through 4? Yeah. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. No, I went and, to a drive-in, and uh, they had a, a quadruple feature. <laughs> quadruple feature. <laughs> but what was weird, though, is they night. started out, they did it backwards. We saw Howling 4 first. So oh. now I knew what was going to happen. Like a Benjamin Button situation. So you went yeah. Back. yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, the Ed, uh, could you do me a favor and pronounce the, the word W-O-L-F? How, how do you oh pronounce W-O-L-F? <laughs> so, wor- world of lesbian football? <laughs> no, 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 not the acronym. <laughs> if you could pronounce the word W-O-L-F, how do you say it? That's the wolf. The wolf. Yeah, that's what women call me, the big bad wolf, baby. <laughs> I'll blow your house down. <laughs> Let me. Hey, I made a new friend today. I find that hard to believe as well. All right, uh, who's your new friend? His name's Francis. And Ganu? Yeah. Oh, your friend uh, Francis and Ganu. Yeah, he works out with my buddy Eric. And, uh, Eric Nixick. Yeah, and... uh. So he's at the gym today. I'm driving back from Vegas now. I'm in Arizona. It's pouring down monkey rain right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so they was working out. Randy Couture was in there, too, doing a commercial. And he said, Ed. I said, hey, Randy, what's up, man? He said, hey, man, I ain't seen you in a while. What you doing? I said, ah, I ain't doing much, man. He's like, ah, how's everybody going? I'm like, ah, everybody's good, man. So what's up with you? He's like, ah, you know, just doing the same old thing. I said, ah, me too. And so, uh. Then Francis was over there, and he's working out. And I seen Eric. Eric like, Ed, what's up, man? I said, ah, nothing much, man. Just, you know, doing the same old things. I me too. Very and, similar uh, conversations with Randy Couture and Eric Nixon. So. Yeah. So then Francis got done. He was sweating like a man, like a porcupine on steroids. And uh, so he was sweating so bad. Yeah. So I went up to him. I said, what's up, champ? He said, what's up, man? And Eric go, yeah, that's my buddy Ed. I said, oh, man, what's up, friend? He said, oh, nothing much, man. What's up? <laughs> Not much. You know, we took a... Thing. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said. I said, man, congratulations on signing with PFL, man. I said, but I don't know who the fuck you going to fight, man. Ain't nobody yeah. in there. That's the problem. And he's like, all right, we got some, because we got some surprises coming and shit. Uh-oh. And I said, man, I said, here's what y'all need to do. And I said, let me talk to Ray Seffo, because Ray was on the other side of the building, too. So everybody was there today. You know, Ray Seffo run the PFL. 
So I told Francis and Eric, and they said they're going to tell Ray Seppel this, that we're going to do it like pro wrestling. Well, you don't know who the fuck it is that's going to come out. Oh, mystery opponent. Yes, Francis going to stand there and be like, I'm the greatest of all time. If there's anybody in here bad enough to fight me, we could do it right god dang now. I'd be pretty good, actually. That would be yeah. And then, hey, the Ed, uh, our buddy Miles Watson, he's a big fan of uh, boxing and the UFC and everything, and we were actually planning to talk about Francis Ngannou later on. Miles, yeah. how, how, how would you feel if Francis fought a mystery opponent in PFL? I would uh, just trying to think of who they could possibly bring in that would be worth his while. Like, is it going to be somebody from the past? You know, like like somebody who's got kind of a name but is a free agent? I can't think uh, of anyone uh, who's out there that's really relevant. Fedor? Would they bring like Fedor Herring? back? You know what I mean? Like somebody like that? Would they bring? Would they bring like a Heath Herring type of guy out? Like. You know what I'm saying? Like, would they would they try know, to uh, because because the, the heavyweight talent pool is not that deep. So like, no, I don't know. I, I, mean, I get like uh, Bad News Brown or somebody. <laughs> bad News Brown was awesome. <laughs> <Bad news. laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I to be to be totally honest, I just I'm, I'm drawing a blank like on who they would like how they're going to keep him fed. Like how Tim Sylvia. <laughs> no thanks. No, <laughs> but, but uh, at this point, probably. But the yeah, did you hear about the the contract that Francis got with the PFL? Like he he uh, part of the requirements is that his opponent also makes two million dollars. Yeah, really. So I mean, yeah, they'll get somebody. I mean, I, but first of all, I know a lot about the PFL. <laughs> I'm really wondering where they're getting all this money from. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you, the Ed, because How? they haven't asked me for a dollar yet, and. Uh, <laughs> I know all those characters in this organization. And to me, let me just tell you the truth, man. I like all the guys involved. But I just think this is the end of the end of the PFL. And UFC 300 will be John Jones versus Francis Ngannou in July of 2024. Well, Francis says he's not even going to fight in the PFL until 2024. But I'm telling you, PFL, the <laughs> end of PFL will be before His first we fight. fight. <laughs> Yes. So they're going to bankrupt themselves. What was that? Was it Affliction back in the day that went out yeah. on jo- well, Josh Barnett? Now that I think about it, maybe they could get Josh Barnett or Sergey Karatanov or one of those guys who's like a kind of a free agent. Maybe they'll drag Fedor out. Vitor uh, Belfort. Yeah. Hey, give give Vitor all the steroids and turn them loose yeah. on France. Like, here's, a, here's a barrel size of steroids. But like <laughs> – I think I think what the Ed just said is is actually uh, uh, quite brilliant. He might he might ah. uh, he might bump up the fucking league out of existence and then end up end up uh, back in uh, in the UFC next year because they'll pay him so much they'll fucking they'll and disappear. Here, here's the other questionable part of this: is uh, he's allowed to go box, and that's what he wanted in his contract that he can go box. So he's planning to box first and then fight in the PFL. But if he boxes, gonna mess him up. He's gonna get yeah, knocked out. Yeah, if he boxes and loses, no one's gonna give a fuck about his PFL debut. You cannot let him box until he was, you know, comes in the PFL. I'm telling you, this is a brilliant scheme by the PFL to go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, understand because they're they're not making money. Some kind of like uh, maybe this is some kind of evil master plan that the the. The UFC has it. They're like they're sending him in as a fucking torpedo, like Trojan horse. 
They send him <laughs> over there. He destroys another league. Yet another league goes out of business. And yeah. then he ends up back. And they're like, well, now we've destroyed the, uh, yeah, one probably. of the few See, I'm going to tell you something, gone. man. I'm going to tell you how stupid Francis Ngannou and John Jones are. It's a, this just shows you they have no fucking sense. And I had told my buddy who's associated with Ngannou, and I told my other friend who's associated with John Jones, and they just looked at me like I was stupid. But when John Jones was a free agent, he should have never signed back with the UFC. Ngannou should have never signed. They should have did a super fight together. Yeah. They could have had Jake Paul fucking do the shit. Somebody. Uh, Somebody could have promoted it. Floyd, nah, Floyd, Floyd ain't good at promoting, though, man. Uh, no, but, uh, hey, so uh, check this out. You know uh, how, like, I was, let me I just told touch, you. Yeah, let yeah. me just tell Miles that, uh, the Ed says he knows, he, he actually does know all these people he's talking about. It sounds crazy, yeah. but he actually does. He lived in Vegas like, for many years. He's buddies with the Mayweathers. He actually legit knows all these people. So. And Khabib, too. Like, crazy. I worked I, with Khabib all last year in Eagle FC. Yeah. And uh, now Jake Paul's people, MVP Promotions, called us, and we going to do the Jake Paul, Nate Diaz fight in Dallas in August. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nate. Or what do you think happens there, the end? Do you think uh, Nate or uh, – Jake Paul knocks his ass out. Yeah, Nate's getting I mean, you know, he old, probably right? won't knock him out. He ain't going to knock him out, but he'll beat him and shit. I mean, Jake's, Jake's pretty big, though, man. I saw him about three weeks ago. He's a big boy. Yeah, they walk around like 190, 200, right? They're big. Oh, yeah, yeah, they 200 pounds, man. Um, yeah. And, and Nate's hey. like in his mid to late 30s now, right? Yeah, yeah, Nate's done, man. He was at the fight shop not too long ago signing autographs with his big bus. And we went on the bus and looked around. That bus is stupid looking. Stupid. Yeah. Bus is stupid looking. Uh, now, also, I got yeah. some more breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Me and the doctor got a new house the other day. Oh, uh, the Ed's married to a doctor, Miles. We move in June 6th. June 6th. Where is it? It's still in Arizona, I take it? It's at a place called Gilbert, Arizona. Gilbert? Yeah. $1.8 million for this house. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> and you still can't send bad... any money? You can't still pay me any money for like being your chum? You know, come on, send some money over. I got a house payment now. <laughs> yeah. Time to pay the mortgage. Got to make the dollar. Uh, but, man, this house is, is about uh, 4,200 square feet. <laughs> All right. It has a pool with a fountain. With a fountain. It has a cigar lounge outside already set up for me. <laughs> the Ed likes to smoke cigars. Yeah. And you should see my office. I'm going to send you some pictures. All right. I'll send you some pictures. Hey, the Ed, do you think I can move in with you at some point in my life? Just like, you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't take up much you room. You don't leave the house. Yeah. You would literally have to leave the house to do that, though, Mike. You know yeah, but it's just going from yeah. one house to another, you know. So I'll just, I'll just run really quick from one house to the other, and then uh, I'll be all right. Would you fly? I drive. I drive out. Yeah. Now I got some more breaking news. Uh-oh. There we go. A new car? Did you get a new car? Uh, oh, no. No, but my my car broke. I got a, I'm got. i in a rental car right now. Oh, no. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm in a Chevy Equinox. Ain't bad. Chevy Equinox. 
Is that is that the breaking news or was it other breaking news? No, no, no. Next Saturday the baby graduates high school. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right, Miles, yeah. uh when we first met the Ed, he he was uh, the adoptive father of a baby who a lady in Pittsburgh left her, her baby with him and then he he raised the baby as his own. And he was a real baby. He yeah, was like baby. a crybaby. <laughs> yeah. And then through the ages of like I don't know, 3 to 9, uh the Ed would have the baby uh he ran an illegal baby fighting ring. No, it's called Super and Deluxe Baby Fights. It had nothing to do with illegal. It was Super Deluxe. <laughs> and he always put the belt on his baby, <laughs> even though his baby always had to cheat to win. No, but, he know, did not. The baby won every time. Fuck Baby Gene, that <laughs> motherfucker. He put it. Listen, Miles, Miles, Miles. Let me tell you this bullshit. Baby Gene put the baby in a fucking hole that he couldn't get out of. I was like, oh, hell no, that's illegal. No, 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 no. So I rang the bell. I rang the bell and and said, man, this kid disqualified, man. He got to go. Yeah, so he cheated Baby Gene of the title. Uh, But that was many years ago, so it's hard to believe that that little baby is now graduating high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And um, we're donating his brain to science from all the baby fights. <laughs> to study CTE. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a popular uh, that's a popular pastime uh, now. Yeah. I guess there probably aren't a lot of studies on baby boxers and fighters. So yeah. And you know, that. and 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 Miles, listen to this, man. There was a lot of people that tried to do knockoff leagues after me. I mean. People at daycares and all kinds of shit. But I started this in 2007 or 2008. Yeah, somewhere well, around there. Well, you could say the the sports in its infancy. Yeah. Yeah. We're... And we use real infants. <laughs> <laughs> like the Mexico kids. The Mexico kids was the tag team champions. And their uncle would come out with them and they'd be letting off sparklers and firecrackers and shit and walking to the triangle. We didn't have yeah. an octagon. We had a triangle. Yeah, a triangle. Yeah. And, and the, the fir- and, first and person to the, cry lost, Miles. The first. Yeah, the first baby, lost. not the first person, but the first. Yeah, you know, first kid. baby. Then the Detroit girl was a badass bitch, though. Yeah, she was tough. Detroit she girl. was. I really think that that was Clarissa Shields. <laughs> it may have been. We we never. I'm telling you, man. We never did keep track of these kids. Uh, a yeah. couple of the other ones, uh, Miles. Uh, Hot dog Harold was always a contender. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Black Doug. Yeah. Black Doug, redhead cat. I'll tell you something. Listen to this. Isn't that ironical that <laughs> we had Black Doug and then the Hangover had a Black Doug and we were before the Hangover. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it ripped off sure. the Black Doug, yeah. Uh, the Ed, uh, what, what else is going on? Redhead Pat. We had Redhead yeah, Pat. Redhead Pat. Me, Baby Jean, the Mexico Kids. Hey, the, the Ed, you hate Dana White. Miles Watson hates Dana White, too. You guys are like brothers. Yeah, I like Dana. Brothers. I like Dana. Uh, you always said Dana White was going to be in prison. Like, uh, Well, he, should, he should go to – Dana should go to prison for all the things that happens behind the scenes. But with the commission and the Fertitas running that shit all over Vegas, there ain't nothing you can really do, man. Yeah. Dana's going to get his justice, though, one of these days. One of these days. But the only thing I do like about Dana is he didn't fall for that okie doke when, you know, they caught him slapping his wife after she slapped him first. He's like, man, fuck you. This bitch hit me first. I ain't doing oh, shit. Ed, you want to condone that. But the Ed, what about, have you been watching the Slap League? 
Yeah, yeah. Because I told you I got my grandson a job at UFC, right? Yes. Yeah, so he's been over there. He's in charge of – he's the director of transportation for the whole comp- company. Oh, nice. And uh, he got to meet Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave him $100 in Miami when they was out there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How about that? And told him to be a good kid. Huh? And uh, so what were we talking about? I forget. Oh, uh, the slap league? Oh, that? yeah, the slap league. So, yeah, man. See, there's got to be a better – I've got an improvement to the slap league because I, I've seen the flaws in it. Yeah, okay. Because you got to make it last because usually the first dude who hits you yeah. beats you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. We got enough time to give them three minutes in between slaps. What, what if they uh, slap each other at the same time? Like you count down one, two, and then you just slap at the same time. Boom. No, no, I can't do that. You got to give them three minutes. And they can sit there and just wait and get the cobwebs out and relax. Get them a beer, something. Yeah. Then you can go to round two because right now all we're getting is one round. I mean, I want to see a 12-rounder. <laughs> you know? I'd like to see you in the slap league, Viet. Nah, I don't want to do that, man. Slow motion, the slow motion pictures I saw of people getting hit where their whole face is just wobbling across their skull. And, yeah. <laughs> and the fucking I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a good sport. And it's good quality <laughs> entertainment. But you have to do it with, you know, comprehensive type rules. Comprehensive type rules, yeah. Yeah. And one of those being the three minute, because during the three minutes, we can just, you know, keep, they're going to show all the different angles anyway. Instead of giving the, you can't give a guy 10 seconds who gets hit like that. That's just fucking stupid. <laughs> well, you know? I think, I think, I don't know if we discussed this on this show or not, but somebody had, had talked about like, oh, it's slapping. And and we were like, no, you don't understand the difference between a slap and a palm strike because yeah, yeah, is this straight up? No, this like, ain't no you, regular slap. Watch, yeah, like Boss Rutan back in the day with his palm strikes, I saw him break facial bones, knock people out, like in Pancrase back in the day when when there wasn't even a word for MMA. It was called NHB and shit like that. Yeah, the, a palm strike properly applied, you will fuck a person up. With, and that's what they're doing. These guys are hitting with their palms. They're not. They're striking with their palms. They're not slapping. Yeah. Like when we think of slapping, you know, slapping somebody on the ass in a in a fucking football game or just like a, a old movie, like bam. Frankly, ma'am, I don't give a damn slapping somebody. <laughs> yeah. These, these guys are these are big motherfuckers, strong people, and they're they're doing palm strikes, which will fuck you up. So oh yeah, and so they need they got to gotta change the way they hit. They got to change the way the slaps are as well. I think. I think you got to slap with your fingertips. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it in wrestling. When uh, people slap each other in the face, they just use the fingertips. So uh, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably, but if, if they're going to continue play. to do what they do, though, I think that they should have to have three minutes in between right? in between fights. So, because everybody, I mean, the guy who wins the coin flip has the goddamn advantage. Yeah, that's what it doesn't I mean he's better. It doesn't mean he's better. It means he fucking went first. Yeah. 
Hey, well, that's, that's a good point because, like, how do you if you let somebody like smash you in the fucking head as as hard as they can, and then you go second, like that's not like you lost a coin toss in football. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you just got yeah. in the fucking head by some dude who who does who who's gonna you know who can probably <clears throat> break a fucking cinder block with his hand, and now you're the second guy to go up. I mean, I I don't I don't see you coming back from that real good. It's like having two people with pistols, and they go, "Okay, you get a shoot." Yeah, <laughs> it's like like an old west draw, well, but it's one at a time. Pretty good advantage. Like, you you shoot yeah. first, and if I'm still alive, I'll take yeah, the we're not gonna do shot it. back at you. Yeah, and here's what I think should happen too: is like in between the so you get the three minutes, okay? So first, say me if me and me and number one nine are, are going, okay? And then I let number one hit nine hit me first because I know he ain't strong. So <laughs> he smacks me, and then I don't even budge. I just laugh. But I still get three minutes to relax, you know, get a Coke, candy bar, you know, stuff like that. Then three minutes comes, and I get to smack the shit out of his ass. So I go, plow. <laughs> so his glasses fly into the third fucking I row. I don't wear and then, glasses. Then, I don't wear then glasses. People, <laughs> then What's great about this is he doesn't get his glasses back because they went in the crowd. <laughs> so I'm at a disadvantage he's got, my glasses. Yeah. Then he's got three minutes to recuperationize. So now you would think, oh, well, it's Ed's, uh, it's number one nine turn because Ed just went. No, because it's like that snake draft. You get oh. two hits. Oh. oh, you get two before I go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Why is that not good? Somebody gets smacked in the face no, twice. You want, so then you go, hey, do I really want the first smack? <laughs> oh, so it's strategy involved too. Yeah. Yeah. Second and third or first. Yes, just like in football. Do you want do you want to kick off or do you want to wait till the second half? Uh, I got to tell you, yeah, there there is no off position on your genius switch. You're always thinking, you know. I know. You're always thinking. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I'm really. I think when I see Dana, I'm gonna actually. You know, mention that to him and see what he says. Yeah, I'm sure he'll really appreciate it. You know, well, he's listened to me before. Yeah, I don't think so, but uh, hey. he did. What did What did Dana White listen to you about? When Tito Ortiz kept getting all them people in his in his locker room, and Burt Watson was like, "Hey, man, we gotta get these people out of here." I said, "Man, you better call Dana." <laughs> and we did, and Dana came in, told Tito, "Get them people out of his goddamn dressing room." <laughs> I don't know if that's you telling Dana. You kind of like you told Burt Watson to go tell Dana. Dana. Miles, you know Burt Watson? No, we're not related. But you know who he is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to say, if you so don't know not, who Burt Watson is, you don't know shit about MMA. Yeah, but oh, Miles' well, last name I'm, is Watson I'm, as well. Oh, I'm is Watson. it? I didn't know. I don't, how the fuck I'm supposed to know his last name? But that's what he was saying. They're not related because he had, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Burt lives in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> What was Bert's little catchphrase there uh, when he's getting him out of the locker room? We rolling, yeah. we rolling. Yeah, yeah. Bert always did that shit. Yeah. Uh, Miles, are there any uh, UFC fights uh, you're looking forward to? Uh, last time you were on, you were saying you're kind of out of the UFC. You don't even pay attention that much anymore. But uh... I don't pay as much attention as I did, and and it breaks my heart a little bit because when I think about how much I invested in the sport when it was not even a sport, like when I was watching like my first. The first UFC I watched live, and I don't mean in person, but on TV, 
was UFC five. And I was a huge hardcore fan of it back in the day that what I call the blockbuster days when we would go out and like try to rent UFC two on blockbuster and hope that it was there. And then I got into Pancrase, I got into pride, all that stuff, like 1995, 1996, you know, all that shit, 97. Um, I, I just don't, I don't, I keep track of it. Like I read the news, the MMA news and I follow and everything, but I don't ever since many years ago, I was on this show and I remember Dana White was like, yeah, we're just going to jack up this one pay-per-view to 60 bucks for this one time only thing. And I remember I told you, I said, this is bullshit. It's a fucking, it's not a one time only thing. He's testing the waters to see if he can keep the the prices up. And and you were like, no. <laughs> what is it now? Isn't it like 75 or 80? Or? Yeah. It ain't that much. It, but see, that's not even, that's not even, that should never even be an issue. If you, if you're crying about seventy five dollars, you'd shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> oh no! But I can't afford the bullets. <laughs> no, man, this is this man. Come on, man. Guys have been crying about pay per view since it was twenty nine ninety nine. Not all of us can buy one point eight million dollar houses with our rich wives. But you got to, you got to give me Guess value what? for my money, and I wasn't getting. Okay, you're not getting, getting value for your money. Okay, I will say you're this not getting. You're not getting value. You're watching 10 fights. Yeah, but the in the early days of the UFC, like, I remember I'd go over to Larry's and stuff and we'd get the pay-per-views. Uh, it seemed like there was a pay-per-view maybe once every three months or once every Well, yeah, year, yeah, and now it's every month because everybody kept wanting it. And, and that card was full of, like, marquee names and big fights, top to bottom. Now, I think, if, I think if you, you get two good fights. I think, you, I think you thought they were marquee names. I mean, they, at the time, those guys were, were pieces of shit. Those guys were all pieces of shit. But now they're having these uh, pay-per-views every week, and they're having these events pretty much, you know, every time you turn on TV, there's UFC. Yeah, because so, everybody wants to fight in it. When UFC, when I was there, like, fucking, when I walked George St. Pierre down to the ring, when nobody knew who the fuck he was, and he fought Cairo Parisi. I mean, fuck, no one knew who that fucking guy was. You look on the card now and you look back and go, oh, that was a lot of people good on the card. But back then, nobody knew who the fuck they were. No, but on the pay-per-view, you knew who the guys were. The top five fights, you knew these were guys well, that everyone knew. Well, because but, it was every because it was that's every exactly three right. months. That's too. exactly right. Yeah. And nowadays, like, if but, a pay-per-view party, if you get two good fights, you're lucky. It's like, oh, yeah, two good fights. Oh, you get a lot of good fights. You just don't know the people who are fighting. No, because I, I, I know. see Vitor Belfort fight Randy Couture, and it was a piece of shit fucking fight. <laughs> well, I think you know, have fight. Fight. just because you got two big names doesn't mean you're going to get a good fight. There's but at least they're exactly. they big names. Super but fight busts in boxing. But you're yeah, they were really big names. The only reason they were big names But look, they were only big names because there was 12 fucking fighters. I remember being in a fucking list, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's watered down now. You know, so you're not getting the same value for your money, I don't think. No, it doesn't mean those guys were good. It just means they were the only fucking idiots doing it. <laughs> you know? But you want to care for the people. You know, anyway, whatever. All right, go ahead. I mean, one time, I remember this. When UFC was in this infancy, the real um, UFC to Dana and, and, and Lorenzo and them guys. So there's a fucking day. We all get in the bus. And they got to go to UNLV to do an autograph session. So as we're going to the bus, we get in. We go to this thing at UNLV to sign autographs, take pictures. Thirteen or fourteen people showed up. Do you know who was in this fucking van with us? Who the Randy Couture, 
Matt Hughes, Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, Tim Sylvia, Wes Sims. You think I knew about Wes Sims, did you, Miles? And uh, <laughs> that's my buddy Wes Sims and shit. And uh, Tank Abbott, fucking John Hackleman, fucking uh, a lot of motherfuckers, man. And, and did I miss my fucking turn? Shit. <laughs> Head missed his turn. Oh, no, no, it comes Wait, up right what? now. Okay. Turn or you just missed your turn now? No, he missed his huh? turn. He's driving in the car as he's talking to us because his okay, wife won't let him. We're still on this bus. No, no, no. His, wa- his wife won't let him do fake radio anymore if she's home, so he has to go drive around the neighborhood. No, she's at work. She's at work tonight, <laughs> but I'm driving back from Vegas. Oh, that's right, yeah. I went to uh, Vegas yesterday, and I'm driving back today. <laughs> it's hey, a one-day shot. Are you rooting for the uh, Golden Knights tonight? Yeah, yeah, they're the best team ever. This this could probably be the best NHL team of all time. Well, I don't know. That's not true at all. But uh, they're a good team, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere near the best team of all time. So, they're a good team, yeah. So I finally met the other puck fuck. Um, <laughs> Sosinski? Sosinski? Yeah, Greg. Yeah, oh, Greg Wyshynski. Yeah. And I told him, I said, hey, I know the other motherfucker that you deal with. Sean Leahy was. Uh, yeah. Puck daddy, and, uh, Sean Leahy, yeah. Yeah, Sean Leahy. And I said, and I told him, because we was at the Golden Knights game. And I said, yeah, Sean Leahy know more, more than you do. Well, Wyshynski's been on this year's show a couple times. And uh, Larry fell asleep when he was on the one time. And that was. Yeah, yeah he, he's not very, he's not a very intriguing type person. <laughs> Larry fell asleep. Uh, but anyway, um, what else is going on there? Because we really got to get back to talking about Howling 5, you know? We really need to do that. I'm 30 minutes from my house. <laughs> well, we can't talk to you for another 30 minutes, I don't think. I mean. Why? Who the fuck says you can't? <laughs> Well, Miles, Miles, would you like to talk to the Ed for another 30 minutes? Yeah, Miles, we want to talk about UFC, because I want to know about Miles. I want to know why. Was he a fighter, or what? Or why did he like this stuff? Or was he a kid that wasn't allowed outside, and then he thought he was tough, and he started watching UFC? Or what? That was me. That was me. I was oh. a kid. <laughs> Who was your favorite? Like, so you liked it when there was no weight classes? No, I mean, I'm just saying that my first experience with with it was in 95 when it was, you know, it was trying to form itself, trying to get an identity. It was doing its original cards. And I liked the big, I liked the, I liked the pageantry of like the fucking, the blood sport kind of thing where you had like, this dude does Kung Fu and this dude does Judo and we're going to put him in like the style versus style was fun. And I know yeah, that's but not guess, sustainable guess, over time. Guess what they're, but that. guess what they're I, I finding out. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, yeah I was going to say it. boxing is like, the best, right? Yeah, is that what you're going to say? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling. But they, you can't like, fuck with I no regular it. stand-up motherfuckers and shit. That's why Dana got so yeah. mad. Because Dana didn't want black people in there at first. He was like, <laughs> oh, this is yeah. a white boy sport. That's, I swear to fucking God. Dude, look. Go back and look at all them old pay-per-views. When there was a black motherfucker. Start getting good. Guess what? He fought another black dude. Who did Sugar Rashad Evans uh, always fight? Rampage fucking Jackson. It was like, what the fuck? Anytime there was a black dude, look at John Jones had to fight black dudes all the fucking time, man. 
<laughs> well, what did they? All right. They, okay. Dana, I'm so, no, I swear to God, I heard the motherfucker say it out of his mouth, and I'd say it in the goddamn court of law. <laughs> wow. That yeah. this is straight up white boy sport. Fuck them motherfuckers. <laughs> wow, the Ed's breaking and all kinds of names. He's here to shit the bird, too. Bird, no. Yeah, burn it. Uh, what was yeah. I going to say? I was going to say, oh, hey, Miles is a big Fedor guy. He likes Fedor. Yeah, Fedor was pretty good. He but... was fun. All the... Well, you have to understand, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I've, I've watched the sport evolve. I'm not, like, I know that yeah. these guys that were, you know, you, you watch, like, like you said, you know, at the beginning, you're not seeing the best guys in the world. You're seeing the best guys who happen to be fucking part of this circus. It was like they, the, it, the guys yeah. that fought back then were like the WNBA players of now. <laughs> because they're not very good. And they're going to get better. We got next. We got next. Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah. I, 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 I totally get it, man. Like, even at the time, I knew, like, I remember something Tank Abbott said. I remember in an interview, he was like, you know, anybody who's everybody is here. And I was like, and this is, you know, pre-internet. This is 95, 96, 97. And there really was it, we just didn't have that shit. Like the people weren't going online, you know. Like you yeah, know, like I would have liked to see. Was. I would I would really have like I would have liked to see like real WWF fighters fighting that shit. Like Jim the Anvil Neidhart against Tank Abbott. <laughs> yeah, just because they look yeah, alike. Why not? Like like yeah, that, they look like alike. That, but that was the fun. Like that to me, that was like a, it was a lot of fun. Like I guess that's just the thing that. Like, and that's what I liked about Pride. I knew how fucked up it was. I knew how the corruption, I know all about the Yakuza and all that. Like, I get it. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that that's not a thing. I'm just saying like, there's, there was like a fun to it that was like going to like a fucking Kiss concert versus yeah. like, you know, you know, like it's pageantry, like it's fucking fire and it's explosions and it's fucking, you know, like all this shit, like, and you leave going, well, I don't know if the music was that good, but who gives a shit? You know, like, <laughs> Like I just saw something fucking awesome, and with, oh no, I like I liked all that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, though. Like I, I was into that, and then when it got a little more, like when the skill level got higher and higher, you saw more tactical stuff, which is fine because, like, I've I've watched boxing my whole life, so like I I have appreciation of of like tactical boxing. I went to a boxing match once with Michael Bent, who was a WBO. Yeah, WBA I remember Michael Bent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and I were neighbors, and and we became friends. And he, you know, we went to a boxing match. He was an Olympic guy. He was Olympic guy. Yeah, he had massive pedigree in the in the amateurs, and you know, he would just like break it down for me. We were watching all this shit, and he'd be like, you know, breaking it down like the angles, and be like, oh, he's slipping off this jab, and he's going to hook off. You know, he's like very technical, but like that's you know, that's the point of like, you know, you can appreciate the technical side of it. And I do, I do appreciate it, but I feel like the sport just for me personally, I'm just talking about myself. It lost yeah. that, that sense of going to a kiss concert, you know, like of, of just being like, Holy shit. Like a fucking pageant. Like I just saw Gene Simmons spit blood and there's fucking fire coming out of that guitar. And then people are like, well, there was the music good. And you're like, yeah, kind of, I mean, maybe <laughs> kind of. I remember when I, when, I remember when Michael Bent first lost, and I had gave him a new nickname. His nickname was Got Michael Got Bent. <laughs> ridiculous! Ridiculous! <laughs> ridiculous! All right, hey, Ed, what about boxing these days? Uh, do you like that uh, Tank Davis fella that your buddy Floyd? Yeah, I like Tank. I like Tank. Man, my buddy Roly got a fucking easy 
like a lucky win the other night. He straight up was getting beat up by an 85-year-old man. Yeah, I heard about this. Uh, the referee, <laughs> the referee yeah, Tony Weeks jumped in. Said it was a knockdown and that he was in trouble and waved it off and he, like, he really wasn't. He, yeah, like, got no, he missed him. He missed him with like six punches. Yeah. And it was something fishy about that one. Uh-oh. Look out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Floyd's fighter, and they were they were kind of promoting the car. But I mean, <laughs> come on, if you're gonna do some shit, you got to know how to do it. Any other uh, any other big boxing matches coming up? Uh, the end that we should be aware of. Yeah, tomorrow night, Devin Haney's fighting Vasily Lomachenko. Oh, Lomachenko. Yeah. Is he still? Hey, listen, like, let me tell Miles. Lomachenko. Ah, I mean, fuck, Lomachenko didn't turn pro till he was thirty. Shit. I mean, who knows? I think Lomachenko's going to win, though. I got him at plus 260. I put 500 on it. Wow. But uh, listen to this. Miles. No. Fuck, I forgot what I was going to ask him. <laughs> was it about, I was like, damn, did the, did the phone call? Because I, <laughs> I was trying to remember his name, and it took me so long to remember his name, I forgot what I wanted to ask him. Was it about Lomachenko and Haiti, or...? No. No. What was it about? I'm telling you, man, I'm getting that fucking shit in my brain, man. Yeah, because you're a very old man now. And the baby's graduating no. high school. I'll be 34. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it. You're a very old man, yeah. Thinking um, about it, man. But I'd still be putting it down on the doctor, man. I'd be fucking <laughs> the shit out of him, man. I'd be tearing that pussy up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, what what I'm else? A, I'm uh, a terror. I'm a terror on some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Holy shit! That came out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. What else is going on? Yeah. What about the NFL? Any big NFL news you'd like to tell us about? Well, I already told you. Next year's Super Bowl participant from the AFC will be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, Jacksonville's gonna go like twelve and five. They might go thirteen and four. How about that? Yeah, uh, the, the, you're gonna be shocked and amazed. The, the commanders are about to be sold. <laughs> yeah, Miles, you grew up. You grew up around the commanders, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yes, I certainly did. Certainly, fucking did. And I watched. I wa- we moved to Washington in 1977. Oh, that's where you live at, in Commanderland? Well, I grew up there. I grew up, yeah. We moved to Chicago when I was five. And so I grew up, you know, kindergarten through 12. I went to uh, school in Maryland, j- literally about, I think my school is like, I don't know, two miles from the D.C. line. I'm not sure. It was something like that. And I grew up in the Joe Gibbs era, right? They had so three Super Bowls. I grew up the Hogs. at a time when they won Super Bowls and they, you know, they won three Super Bowls. They had four AFC championships and they were always in, they were always in contention. Like even when they went like 10 yeah. and 6, they were always beating teams that were better than them. They were losing to, you know, they would lose to like the Eagles, but they beat the Giants, that kind of thing. And they were, you know, the, you, the loyalty and love of the fucking Washington fans, like that was one of the most hardcore. People waited generations to get a fucking season ticket. Like I can't even, I can't even put it into words. Like John Riggins, that whole era of Art Monk and all the, all those. Fucking, I used to watch them like, fuckers. That whole thing. 
The greatest and, fucking and then, thing of the Redskins of all time is when the cops fucking did that sting operation and fucking told these people they won tickets to the Redskins and they arrested them all when they got oh, yeah. there. <laughs> that, was the, that was the U.S. Marshals. That was the U.S. Yeah. Marshals who did that. that was, yep, yep. Operation. They had a they had a marshal in a chicken suit, um, <laughs> dancing out on the. Oh, there's some dumbass like Redskins underneath his his chicken suit. But yeah, you've never seen a franchise get annihilated the way the Redskins formerly got annihilated by uh, the, the fucking Lord Voldemort or whatever his name is. Uh, Dan Snyder. Snyder. Um, you have never seen like like people. He was suing people for trying to get rid of the season tickets that their family waited, you know, 27 years to get. Like it was charging for training camp. Like there was no bottom on that guy. He he spent 20-plus years annihilating the loyalty of millions of people that lived in that area. I mean, just fucking destroying it. Like, it's going to take 10 or 15 years to get that back if it can ever be gotten back. Well, you know, I mean, I'll never call the commanders the commanders. I will never, ever call them that shit. It's a dumb but, name. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dumb goddamn commanders. Who would name a team the commanders? I'm never, I will I never, ever say that name. name. The Washington football team. I literally would have yeah. preferred that. And they the shouldn't team. have been pussies no and changed the name anyway. Changing the name. They should have just said, fuck you, we're the Redskins. Suck a dick. <laughs> because let me tell you something, Miles. <laughs> Lots to put on a helmet. <laughs> Miles, I've never heard anyone ever yell out a window, hey, you fucking Redskin. All right, yeah. But I've heard the other fucking thing. But I've heard the other thing. But the Ed heard him how, many times. How about uh, Joe Gibbs being uh, underappreciated as a head coach? Three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. You know, yeah, yeah but and the, four Super Bowls. Yeah, but what you call it? But Mark, Mark Rippin Mark Rippin was some bullshit. Well, that's the whole thing. He won with them, though. You know, he won with them. Well, because yeah. it was a strike year. He still won with them. <laughs> yeah, but he also he won with he won with you know Theismann. I mean, and and I don't think he won with Theismann. Uh, Williams. It, 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 Doug Williams especially, but, like, I think the thing, too, is that, you know, he won four NFC titles. Like, I mean, the, the dude did – he did well. Like, he was an elite coach, and the team was an elite team. Like, the, even when they weren't – even when they were outmatched and you knew they weren't going to win. Like, that one year when they were defending the title and they played San Francisco, you knew they weren't going to beat that fucking talent that San Francisco had there. But they fought till the end. Like, they were – Why didn't, they were why didn't you think they was going to win? Because powerhouse it, San Francisco didn't team. have, yeah, you had Montana and Young and what was it, Jerry Rice and that that level of the depth that they had. We knew that most likely. I remember that I was watching that in a bar, and I remember that we knew going in it was like very long odds. They they it was kind of a little bit of a feeling like like fuck, we're just up against it, but we were still hoping we we're going to win. You know, still wanted to win, and they fought. They fought it out hard, and like the the there was a, it was a high level team, and and I think that was the thing that the, the the people of Washington missed was that it didn't matter, you know, you win, you lose, but like they fought, they always tried to scrap, they always they always tried to give the toughest fight that they could, and then Jesus fucking Dan Snyder shows up, and it was just like, I mean, if you ever want to amuse yourself, look at a list of quarterbacks for the Washington Redskins for the for the tenure. Of of Dan Snyder, you who, you will see a fucking parade. Who was the last good quarterback they've had yet? 
if we think back on Washington. RG three was was that for one, one season. One season, yeah. <laughs> for one before. Yeah, but I knew RG three wasn't gonna be shit. I knew he wasn't gonna be shit. Uh, but, but if he you got, got crippled by fucking Shanahan, crippled. But, but if you don't count, well, listen. I'm gonna tell you something. Shanahan did not want that motherfucker. He wanted Kirk Cousins, and and fucking Daniel Snyder made him fucking take RG three. So that's how he's having him run as a rider. Yeah, I know. I'll name you And RG three was never RG three was never gonna be shit. But uh, before him, if we excuse his one good season, uh, who who would it be? Like a uh, would it be Theismann? Would he be like the last rule? Or Jay Schrader, literally. Oh, Jay Schrader. He, yeah, he was terrible. Was the last quarterback <laughs> they had that was probably even like, you know. I would really take Heath Schuler. Like, Heath Schuler. Yeah, something like. But but like when you when you say these names, Schrader, yeah. Schuler, like all this shit, like I mean, we're not talking about fucking Montana. You know what I mean? Like you, right. you're not. You're not even talking about Thyssen. Hey. Like Thyssen hey. was a good, solid. He was by far the most talented quarterback that Joe Gibbs had. Sonny Jurgensen. Sonny Jurgensen was good. You know, way back in the day. <laughs> hey, hey, the end. Uh, Jim, Bra- Jim Brown died they, today. The end. Did you hear that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I seen that. Uh, they, they, they used, do you know what they used to call Sonny Jurgensen? They called him Sonny Jurgensen because they always <laughs> used to catch him in the shower playing with his dick. I don't think that's true. I think you just made that <laughs> up. I don't think that's true at all. But uh, any thoughts on uh, Jim Brown, the end? Yeah, I feel bad, man. Jim Brown was a good kid, man. Hey, Miles, didn't he all uh, broadcast the first UFC as well? Wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was he their, one of their original commentators. And yeah. um, I remember I, I remember how many he did, like, four, I don't know, three or four, something like that. And he didn't really know what the hell he was talking about as yeah. a fight commentator, but who cared because it was Jim Brown. Jim Brown. So he was like, he just had, he gave cred because, because. Like, who's going to yeah. tell him, like, put down that microphone, asshole. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's Jim like, Brown. That wasn't going to happen. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let fucking legend. And, and as somebody pointed out to me today, like, as, as great as he was on the football field, legend, et cetera, and he did acting and all that, but, like, his role in any given Sunday was really fucking good. I, I never saw that. Seen in the bar. I never saw it either. It's worth watching. It's, it's a good football movie, but, like, there's a scene where he and Al Pacino, who's the coach and he's the assistant coach, are getting drunk in a bar, and they're talking about the state of modern football, and Jim Brown does this speech about how, you know, guys who didn't, Back in the day, they had to sell cars in the off season. They had jobs, you know, and and he talked. He's clearly talking about himself. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those speeches that Oliver Stone clearly wrote for him to say he's talking about like old school football and back in the day. And it, man, you guys are not going to believe this shit. I got fucking breaking news. Uh oh. I got a shit like a motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, and listen, so I fucking pulled off the next. So I pulled off of the next fucking street. The fucking power is out in the goddamn street. And on the fucking whole goddamn block. So there's nowhere to go fucking take a shit. Circle cage closed. Man, I'm about to poop in my fucking pants for the 17th time since Michael Jackson died. Oh no, this is not good. Yeah, this uh, is a fucking emergency for real. I mean, Miles, he had had a problem gonna, with uh, soiling himself. And for a while, he was keeping track of the number of times he soiled himself since Michael Jackson died. Why? Uh, so. Why would the fuck would the power be on this whole fucking city? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
I feel like there's a lot going on here, and I don't, I don't know what's happening. I mean, if it was dark, it would be okay, but it's not fucking dark. I got I got to poop. Well, can't you? Oh, just... no. <laughs> well, it is getting dark. <laughs> if, it, if, the if the power's is. out, you can shit anywhere you want. Who's gonna know? Yeah. Who don't know? But then it's still sunny out here. I'm in fucking Arizona. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this sucks. That's true. You're like two hours behind Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I got I to get to the next it's fucking okay. block. It's so hot there. It'll just bake it real quick, and it'll be, like, you know, dried up. Oh, watch out, white people. Watch out. Watch out. Uh... I have no, you know, I don't even know my way around Arizona, and I just took a fucking, how did I take the only fucking exit where there's nobody who, there's not even porta potties around town. I mean, you'd think you'd see a porta potty fucking somewhere. But I, I don't understand. So there's no, every, everywhere you look, there's just no, everyone's closed. Yeah, the power's no out. All the people are standing outside of their workers like it's a fucking L.A. riot. Oh, no. And I know I'm not in the best fucking neighborhood because I see a lot of fucking Mexican people. <laughs> Come on, Jesus Ed. Christ. <laughs> Lord, Ed. Well, oh, a lot of moving parts in this conversation. Yes. What are you going oh. to do, Ed? <laughs> Man, I just pray I can make it. I mean, really, I'm I'm going. Oh, wait a minute. I see some green lights down there. Holy shit. Can I, can I make it pass? Can I make it? Can I make it? Man, maybe I need to just meet a homeless person and ask him, can I use his tent? <laughs> There's a lot of fucking homeless people around here. But I got like $900 in my pocket and yeah, then 1100 in the other pocket. And I got twenty about yeah. $2,000 on me. Shit. Holy hell, too. I have never had a really great toilet beginning paper. to a horror movie when you think about it. Like, you could start a horror movie out. Like, <laughs> I need to take a shit. And he sees a tent. And he's like, oh, he runs up and he's like, oh, man, I got to take a shit. And the homeless man's like, well, answer me these questions three. <laughs> that seems like a weird homeless man. I don't know if I'm uh, that guy. All right, all right. Some lights are on in this neighborhood. Now I've just got to find a place that's open that I can use a bathroom. Yeah. This is, this is like one house and be like, hey, I need to poop. Yeah. And this. No, 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 you can't do it at somebody's house. But this is one of the worst situations I've ever been in in my life. Again, I find that hard to oh, believe. Oh, here's a taco incredible. fucking stand. Come on, man. Please, please, please. <laughs> these talk- fuckers. Ah, uh, these fuckers ain't got no bathroom. I yeah, know how, they ain't why got would no a doctor uh, stand have a bathroom? It sound like it's going to, yeah. I don't know. Go it, to a I'm going to go in there and see. Well, you said talk yeah, Where do they go? They got to go somewhere. Yeah. Oh, they do got a bathroom. I just seen it. Oh shit! <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm be on the phone while I while I. No, no, I, no, no! You're not gonna be. On the phone <laughs> no, no! I want you to hear me talk to these Mexican people. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll listen to you talk to them, but we're not gonna listen to you use the bathroom. No, 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 no! Yeah, oh my god, my pants just fell down. How many of my pants just fell down? It's a fuck. It's some so shit that they just got laid down. Yes. My pants actually, my pants actually fell down around my ankles, and people just honked at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh shit! I'm going here. How did your pants fall down? Uh. Oh. I'm going to go in here, use the bathroom, then I'll order a taco, so I'll be nice afterwards. <laughs> oh, let me see. If you hey, excuse me. Can I use the key for the bathroom? You got, you got the key? 
Oh my yeah. God, someone's in there. Holy shit. Can I use the other one? My stomach hurts bad. I'm going to buy some tacos. I can use the other one? All right. Oh, fuck. It's like people's in both of them and shit. Oh my God. That's because they ate the tacos. Yeah, I think there's a. Oh, man. You say there's people in both bathrooms? Oh, shit. Oh. Man, I sure hope they come out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What's the odds of that? So are you standing outside the bathroom right now, Leah? Yeah. Yeah. Outside of both of them. Oh, my hey, God. But, but what if the person that comes out, like, wrecks that bathroom? And then you I don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah, care right now. right now. I don't think oh you give this shit. Pardon my, pardon my language, but I don't think you care. <laughs> Uh, oh, so what's, are you, good. are you holding they're up good. your pants, the Ed, or are your pants in uh, the proper position? No, nah, they're in regular position, but man, this hurts. <laughs> are you like dancing around, hopping on a leg or anything? I can't imagine there's two people in those bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to go try somewhere else? I don't think I'm going to make it anywhere else, man. Let me see. Is occupied? Occupado? I don't know. <laughs> Open oh the my door. God. I mean, I got to find a bathroom somewhere, man. This hurts. What did you try the door? For customers only. And I got to buy something, then I can go in there? Why you need to say that? Here, I'll buy whatever. I'll buy $20, $30. I got to use the bathroom bag. Please, please, please. Here's $2,000. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's locked. Oh, my God. Man, both of them, there's people? Dude, just please give me the key, man. <laughs> this is way more exciting than the Howling Five one. For the There's real tension here. Uh, you need a key for the bathroom. I need to know how this. Okay, comes well, out. so both keys are gone. Keys are gone. Man, I can't believe somebody's in there for real. Did you try? Well, well, you knocked on the door and you didn't hear anything, right? No, nobody said that when I knocked on the door. Oh my god! Did you try? They don't even know if nobody's in there and shit. Well, did you try the doorknob? I mean, (laughs) yeah, it don't fucking work. I'm like, oh my god. You you might have to go somewhere else, David. Maybe go run. I know. There's not like McDonald's right there or anything. No, man. Yeah, fuck. And I'm in a spot I should not be in. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This is, with a pocket full of money, I should not be in here. So you're back in the car now? Yeah, I'm about to turn it on and get the fuck out of here. We got to go somewhere else, man. Man. I ain't never had... I mean, did you hear her? I, I think she fucking understood me. I go, hey, do you need a key? Uh, yeah, somebody's in there. And I'm like, what do you mean somebody's in there? I need to use the fucking bathroom. I'm like, come on. Okay, there's a, there's a fucking Circle K over here. Hey, at least you didn't have to buy any tacos. You know, you got out of buying tacos. Man, I would have paid $100 <laughs> right there. Yeah. Pete's Fish and Chips. 
Oh, there you go. That worked. Well, what did you eat the uh, that you have to go to the bathroom so urgently? I don't know. I haven't even eaten hours, but maybe what I ate hours ago finally is fucking me up. But what was it? I don't know, but I'm trying to see if Circle K got a bathroom. Pete's don't look like he's even open to the public. I mean, how did I pick the worst goddamn neighborhood in the world of America? <laughs> I really did. Now, Pete's ain't got no fucking bathroom. Pizza's a fucking walk-up place. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man. Well, you said it's a rental car, right, the end? <laughs> so. Yeah, but they'll charge a cleaning fee, man, I'm sure. Sure they're going to charge some kind of cleaning fee. Uh. Man, this sucks. <laughs> I do. I mean, I really don't know what to do. Yeah, because I'm in a shitty part of town. I know. Yeah. Well, you don't see nothing but fucking taco stands and fucking Mexicos. <laughs> calm down, yeah. But uh. You mean calm down? What the fuck? <laughs> you mean calm down? I mean, these are the fucking rudest goddamn people in my life I've ever seen. Like, they've never seen a person that has to use the bathroom. Well, what are you doing? Oh, like, are no. you driving or what are you? What are you yeah, I'm driving. Point? I'm looking for another spot. There's nothing. It's fucking barbed wire fences and shit everywhere. <laughs> Go poop by the barbed wire fence. I'm about to. Man, because I know if I sh- go like and let it all out, then I can just pull my pants up and go. <laughs> but I don't want to get on the back of my socks, though. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I don't think you're ever gonna want to wear those pants again either. I know. Well, I'm taking these underwear back to Walmart. <laughs> oh, you can't, you can't take underwear back. Not... Yeah, I mean they got mad. They got mad at me one time at Walmart, and they were like, they were like, we don't take used underwear. I go, it doesn't say nothing about that on your goddamn package. I think it's implied. <laughs> Here's a Circle K. Let's see if Circle K has it. What is a Circle K? I'm not familiar. It's like Seven Eleven, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Gas station, yeah. Circle K. All right, let's see, man. Let's see if I can. Oh man, there's a cop here too. Jesus Christ! But well, let's see. <laughs> this will be nice though. Maybe the cop will fucking help me. Yeah. Like, dude, I gotta keep <laughs> protect and serve. He'll help you get in there. Man, you know, I know. I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't the Texas Chainsaw Massacre find a cop, and then it turns out that he's related to the cannibals? Uh, yeah. yeah. That was a lot. Wrong turn. All hey. those movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had made oh, a wrong turn. You know. They got a restroom in here. Oh, jeez. You know what they want? I got you grab so Hello. Yes. Wow, I'm in a bad area. This security, this policeman works at the goddamn Circle K. <laughs> he said there is no public oh, bathroom. I said, he said there is no public bathroom. I said, hey man, working at his bathroom. He says. Not here. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. I'm like, dude, didn't you tell me? He goes, he goes, he tries to tell me some street. I go, I'm not from here, man. Where do I gotta go? He's, 
Dude, police not helpful, man. Like when you're in a bad area, police are fucking suspicious about everybody. And I look like an upstanding citizen. At least your pants didn't fall down. You know, that would have been rough. Man, I can't believe they fell down when I got out of the car. That was the weirdest thing ever. Oh, there's a jack in the box. Oh, well, there oh. you go. Come on. There you go. <laughs> you love jack yeah, in the box. Yeah, he bathroom. And now there's a red light. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no, man. I'm on a train track. Please, please do not have no fucking trains. <laughs> no, it ain't funny. You guys are laughing. This is not funny. I remember the old days. Uh, the, I remember you used to rate all the bathrooms uh, to take a poop at. Yeah, like, uh, I'm trying to rate. I'm, I'm not rating none of these bathrooms in Arizona. I was the first person ever that rated <laughs> bathrooms. Yeah. You, you gave them rolls of toilet paper, yeah. like two rolls, yeah. three rolls. Yeah, like five rolls was a good one. The win. Yeah. The win has the best bathrooms ever. Man. But I seem to recall you used to always uh, go to Jack and Bo- in the Box to use the bathrooms back then. You know what? That one time me and Franklin was in the car and we stopped at Jack in the Box. And, man, I ran into the bathroom and kicked the door open. There was a homeless man That's standing right. there with his fucking pants down. I was like, I oh, sure. Jesus fucking Christ. I do, I do remember <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, all right, so how are we looking, Ed? Is the light All right, I'm pulling, I'm pulling in. All right. I'm pulling in the jack in the box. Because we we got to find out how this story ends before we uh, move on. You know, we got to yeah. make sure. Yeah, we got to find out how it ends. I know how it's going to end. It's going to end up with a bunch of shit in my pants. <laughs> and I hope it don't because I showed up front. I got to say, it's been a good 10, 15 minutes of you. Uh, yeah, yeah I know. And, I, and I'm, I'm telling you, man, and I, I thought for a couple of times it was really going to fucking blow up. There's yeah. no bathroom in this fucking place. Well, there has to be a bathroom in it. What? Yeah. I don't even know how to get in here. Uh, try the door. I always start with the door, and then oh, uh, go yeah, they got one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you need a key for the bathroom, man? They're not working. Oh my fucking god! This is like the sixth fucking place I went to in the bathroom. <laughs> Holy shit! This has got to be a fucking comedy show, man. This cannot even be real. You can't have this a jack in the box fucking... without a working bathroom. That's, you can't have that. He said the bathrooms are not fucking working. Or something? Holy shit. Uh, What was that, that, Miles? Nah, man. Doesn't that violate, like, OSHA laws or some fucking... Yeah, man, but this is fucked up. You have to have a working bathroom at a jack-in-the-box. All right, guess what? Guess what? I'm shitting right here in this fucking (laughs) jack-in-the-box parking lot. If I go to jail, I go to jail. (laughs) Well, I mean, I really can't. The okay I, I really... cop comes up. <laughs> Man, this is sucks. <laughs> All right, so what's what's the plan, Ed? Oh my god! <laughs> I got a shit right here. I don't care. I'm doing it right now. I swear to God. Anything else? <laughs> All right, it just uh, fell. <laughs> what just what just fell, Ed? The fucking biggest shit I ever fucking took in the street. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, my There's lord. So I, I've learned from this conversation. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, this is a very highbrow episode. This, this is nightmarish. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're, 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 we're a fucking nightmare. <laughs> now need, I'm taking a fucking map. getaway because <laughs> uh, we're up, we're hoping to win a Peabody. <laughs> so, so, so did it? So everything went all right at the end, though. You're already done. Hold on, I'm seeing now. <laughs> I'm pissing all over my fucking legs. This is the worst because it's wind. It's windy out. <coughs> oh no! It's, it's windy out. <laughs> If you get arrested, I want you to leave the phone on. Yeah. No. Now I gotta wipe my ass with this fucking a map. Time podcast. No, now I'm wiping my ass with a map. Why do you have a map? <laughs> what year is this? You have a map? Yeah. <laughs> Must come with the rental car. He's gonna want that. Look at I don't think they're gonna want that bad. Oh shit! <laughs> man, I would take a picture of that shit, but man, <laughs> no, that's all right. We don't need to see. It. Oh my god, <laughs> okay. gonna fucking stink like a motherfucker because I think I shit on my shirt. <laughs> oh. Got some, got some head on you. Look, I got homeless people laughing at me. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Uh, Woo! <laughs> Fuck! Well, I, a lot of ways yeah, I thought this, this this podcast might go, but this is definitely not <laughs> one of the ones I anticipated. Uh, you, you never know uh, what you're getting here on the old LCS Take Radio Show. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, Mike, uh, Mike, you, you you said something about the number of beers I was going to drink. Hold I'm on definitely trying to kill at least a, a fifteen pack. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> What, what's what's he doing now? Huh? What are you doing now, Leah? I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. All right. Well, how, how does I the belly? I'm trying to find out where. How does the belly feel? You are you feeling better now? I'm trying to get the waves going. Hold on, hold on. Man, I have no idea where I'm going. Yeah, because you threw away the map. You had to uh, wipe your ass we- with the map. Yeah, you probably don't want that map anymore. It wasn't. It, yeah, because let me tell you the other stupid shit that happened when I was just starting this journey today. So I'm leaving Las Vegas. Somehow my GPS has me going towards Lake Mead. I get to Lake Mead, which I didn't want to get to. They charge me $25 to go through it because it's a recreational park. <laughs> You'd have paid $25 just to drive through Lake Mead. Yeah, hold on, man. Did I just? Oh shit! I thought I just dropped all my cash when I was pooping. Oh yeah, what about that? You, you got no, no, it's all in my there. pocket. Man. It's all in my pocket. Oh I was man! I say we could call this adventure the nine hundred dollar shit if you lost a wallet. But... <laughs> well, he doesn't have a wallet. He just has it in his pocket, right? Hold on. Do you do you carry a wallet, the Ed? Trying to see where I got to turn at. I got to turn right here on 19th Avenue. I'm in some. I'm in the fucking janky ass part of America. No, this ain't even the world of America. This is how part of this is. Oh no! (sighs) (laughs) 
And I've never even heard anything like this, man. But I'm yeah. telling you, I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a goddamn movie right now. Yeah. It's not a very good one, but it's a movie. Huh. Yeah, it's an interesting I'm movie. I'm glad you guys were with me, though, because I didn't want to get... I didn't want to get killed, and then no one knows where I was. Well, we would have known where you were. Yeah, we would know. Huh. Hold on, man. And my stupid thing won't work. You're, oh, I'm almost to 10. Okay, I'm almost to the freeway. All right, thank God. Once I get to the freeway, I know where I'm at. All right, well, that's good. That's good, dude. Um, oh, man. Man, you should see that. I mean, it looked like a fucking... <laughs> German Shepherd took a big ass shit. <laughs> All right. Well, you you feel better though, the end? Like uh, you don't feel like a round two coming up, right? Everything's good. No, no round two. But I know when I see the doctor, she's gonna be like, "What happened?" <laughs> so I'm gonna go home first <laughs> yeah. and change clothes. I would recommend a shower. Then. Yeah, get a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. <sighs> What's, what's happening, Ed? What is going on? Hyper, hyperventilationizer. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. This conversation ended so far from where it started. That's all I've got to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Ed. So, can, can you guys never know what's going to happen with me, yeah. man, but this is a crazy story. It is a crazy story. This might story. be the worst story I've ever yeah. had in, in my life. Well, well uh, this may be the worst. Wait, wait, wait. I got to say something. Ed, if somebody was just being introduced to you, this is actually the ultimate place to begin. Yeah. Everybody knows that. You, yeah. We've been doing do fake radio. With, how long have we been doing the fake Next radio time. with you? You had like 14 years, I think. It's been a long time. Yeah, since 2008. Yeah, and uh, the very first episode of the Ed show that we did, Miles, the Ed and his buddy picked up a hooker live on the air. Yeah. What was his name? Chardonnay? <laughs> Chardonnay. Yeah. Yep. That really set the tone yeah. for our adventures with the Ed over the years. So it's been pretty good. We had some, we had we some good times, man. Yeah, we have a, a lot of good times. Yeah, a lot of good times. I miss you, the Ed, because you don't get to come on as much now that, you know, you're whipped. And your I, wife keeps you under her thumb. Uh, I can't believe how long that that went to try to find out. I mean, okay, well, what are the odds on? I get off on a fucking strip. I'm telling you, this reminds me of, like, Pulp Fiction when fucking Bruce Willis fucking pulls into that fucking neighborhood with fucking Zeb and them guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, did we, uh, I think we, we lost the head. Yeah, the Ed just Dead dropped down. off. Yeah. I did not hang well, up on you, the Ed. He just dropped off. Um, he certainly knows how to make an exit. Yeah. <laughs> Miles. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, Miles. You know, I didn't know that was going to go that way. But, you know, I think everyone had a good time, right? I, mean, I don't um, think anybody knew it was going to head <laughs> that direction. <laughs> it, 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 this is actually know, a, I had a good time. version of, of my trip to uh, – San Francisco in 2016 when I was trying to find a bathroom and you can't find any bathrooms in mid-northern California that don't have chain locks, padlocks on them to keep the junkies out. So <laughs> good luck taking a piss between uh, Fresno, Oakland, well, San Francisco. Forget it. Ain't going to happen. Well, at least you only had to make water, you know, or the Ed had to. Exactly. Uh, had to he had to go full bore. 
But you know, my dad was Hopefully a police, it wasn't windy. And my dad was a police officer, you know, and uh my brother in law is a state trooper and stuff. And uh cops always know where bathrooms are because they're out driving around all the time and they always yeah. gotta know where a bathroom is. So they always know the best spots to get to a bathroom, yeah. You always gotta know. But uh Yeah. So we wish the Ed well. Hopefully he makes it home safely. I'll check up on him later. But uh all right. Well Howling Five's not gonna top that, I don't think. Yeah, it isn't. <laughs> no. All right, let's get to Howling Five, uh, where we started here. Wow, this uh, this show uh, is getting pretty long. I thought it was going to be a quick one, but yeah, it's going to be a long one. Miles, how, yeah, how many beers well, have you had, Miles? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Count up the beers. Can I don't know because I keep disposing of the cans, so I got to look. Oh, oh, you're drinking Ooh. cans of Yingling. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just be like, this is a man's apartment, and throw them all on the floor. Yeah, crush them on your forehead. Team. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing, but I'm also... All right, hold on. There's only five beers left. I How think many? it was a 12 pack. Oh, wow, you're doing pretty good then. Yeah. Yeah. Trying. Seven beers. I beat Larry. Larry usually does like nine, ten around there. Yeah, I can't remember what Tuffy I'm had that one on. time. I think you had like fourteen. Yeah, t- <laughs> yeah, Tuffy has the record. Tuffy went uh, yeah above Larry. But all right, Howling Five: The Rebirth. A group of strangers visit an ancient Hungarian castle and bring along a werewolf. But as we pointed out earlier, they don't know they're bringing a werewolf. Uh, it's uh, yeah, a werewolf undercover. And the uh, writer in uh, or the director of this fine film. Is someone named, oh shoot, what's his name? I'm looking for it, looking for it. Uh, Neil Sundstrom. Sundstrom. Okay. Now, Miles, do you have any history with Neil Sundstrom? Because I don't think, uh, I've heard. Me personally, I do not. Don't know anything about the guy, to be honest. Um, I I think I looked at his page before and it was just a couple howlings and that was about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not seeing links. Normally, you know, like when a guy has uh, talent, what is the, like when he has a, um, <laughs> when he has a history, well, let's see, Dead Easy, oh. Flash, Finding Me. He actually directed TV. 18 Things. I think I'm confusing the one writer mm-hmm. only did. Uh, he has a couple Dark here, uh, a TV movie, yeah, Dark Desires, The Other Side of the Mirror, Dark Desires, Crime of Love. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Pascal plays a bisexual stripper from the upper class by the name of Fanette who seduces rich men and then blackmail them behind a one-man mirror, blah, 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 blah. Sounds pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of dark desires I've never here. heard of any of these films, Space Mutiny. Uh, wow, a lot of these movies don't even have links. And but, right, yeah. the writers are uh, Clive Turner and Freddie Rowe. And uh, these are all based on Gary Brandner's series of books the howling have you ever read the howling books miles i have not yeah i have absolutely not i have never read any anything howling related nothing no fan fiction no novelizations of the films no original novels (laughs) although i do know the original novel was or original movie was based on a novel i do know that but so let's look at the cast here is there anyone jank did you recognize anyone from this movie because i did not uh, there was one, um, the lady with the black hair, 
Uh, she was Blackie on Twin Peaks, like the the woman, oh. the mad ran like the whorehouse. Oh, no shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we we just saw her in Maniac Cop. She was uh, Bruce Campbell's wife that he was cheating on. Oh, I liked her in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I was like, wait, she looks very familiar. And I'm like, oh, because we just watched a movie with her. <laughs> are we are we talking about Victoria Catlin, Doctor Catherine? Yep. Yeah, think Blackie so. O'Reilly in Twin Peaks. Ellen Forrest yeah. and Maniac Cup. Yeah. And then she was in the Ghoulies, too. Interesting. I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miles, did you know anyone in this movie? You know more of these uh, character actors and stuff than we do. So do you, you know, recognize- honestly, I did. When I originally watched this movie, it was on, like, direct to, you know, it was on my original cable probably back in, like, the 90s or something in my parents' house. Um, Phil Davis was in Quadrophenia. The Quadrophenia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he was in The Firm, and he was in The Bounty with uh, Dr. Lecter and Mel Gibson. Uh, and he was in The Name of the Father with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. So he's he's actually acted with some of the best around. But uh, by and large, no, I did not. Uh, I did not know most of the actors. Um Yeah, I didn't and, recognize uh, anybody. So uh, there, there, that one <laughs> blonde um, was in uh, Octopussy and A View to the Kill. Both. Oh, Mary, Mary, Mary Staven. Uh, Staven. Staven. Yeah. Yeah. She plays Staven. Anne in this. She's um, good looking. Yeah, there's a couple good looking ladies in this movie. She appeared in two music videos. Yeah. With Adam Ant. Oh, Adam Ant. Um, Adam Ant. All right. Now you're talking. She was in View to a Kill. Um. Roger Moore, I'm reading this off the internet. Bond actor Roger Moore wrote in his autobiography that floating away on a board, a submarine with Mary Staven must be many men's dreams. <laughs> How about that? Floating away on board a submarine. <laughs> and we do see uh, her. We yeah. do see her topless in this movie. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so there's uh yeah. So there's uh, some interesting things. The the other uh, lady here, Elizabeth Shay, I guess S H E with a ditty over the top. Yeah, Shea. like shoe, but without the. E. Yeah, that's the thing. I was trying to search for her on the internet. You can't put a little ditty over the e when you're typing. I guess some people could, but uh, when I'm using my tablet, I can't. And uh, so every time I typed uh, Elizabeth Shee, they would always just give me results for Elizabeth Shoe, and I'm like, no, I'm trying to find out about Elizabeth Shee. Let me see Elizabeth. You Shea. actually have to put a if you just put like a um quote a single quotation mark like a comma. Oh. Not a comma. You know what I'm talking about. The apostrophe? Where you, yeah, an apostrophe where you... <laughs> an uppercase right. comma? Um, yeah, an uppercase comma. I, <laughs> this is what happens when I'm... Hey, Seven I'm beers in. Yeah. Okay, um, I think I did actually forget what apostrophe was, but it, but that's fine. Um, I do believe that uh, if you put her in, you'll see naked pictures of her from the house. Oh, hey now. Uh, she's, she's in... She's in Several howling movies. Um, I think three. Apparently, right? yeah. She apparently at some point or other, they full on like did a cameo with her in like the Howling Six or something where she jumps through a window and she's got like a rubber werewolf mask on because I think that by that point they were they were one of those howling movies. I went online and it was like the Howling Five, the Rebirth, or the Howling Six. They literally shot the movie for so little money. 
that they went to a small town and a lot of the people who had served as extras in the small town had commented on the film on IMTV. <laughs> and they were like, I remember when the crew used to come to get chili at the diner across the street from the gas station. Like I, it was I, fucking hilarious. I wonder if that diner had a working bathroom. I think he had. <laughs> I'm sure Ed Important part of business. It. I mean, especially when you're serving chili. Need this shit too. Yeah. Werewolves have to crap as well. But this, uh, hey, Miles, this Elizabeth Shea lady, uh, not only is she uh, pretty foxy here, but she went on to become a writer. I didn't know that. Yeah, she uh, she has some, like, blogs and stuff. She wrote some books. She has, like, a couple artist-in-residencies uh, deals at a couple colleges. How do, how do I get one of them deals, Miles, an artist-in-residency? They just let me live there for a while? Is that what know. happens? I've been trying for some time. I, um, yeah, well, good fucking luck. But yeah, uh, that'd be a good gig. But yeah, she's a yeah, writer. It would actually be really nice if uh, you know people would. Um, I'm, I want to give you an artist in residency at the Ed's house, his 1.8 million dollar house. I'll be the artist in residency. <laughs> 1.8 million dollar. I hope he has a lot of bathrooms. Yeah. Well, this show's already running off the tracks. But hey, our, uh, our water company—they uh, sent me this thing in the mail there the other day to put in your toilet tank to tell you if your toilet is leaking. Has anyone ever done this to you? <laughs> it seems, no, oh, no. It seems I, like a big waste of money. Put... It's this little <laughs> yeah. gadget. You got to like, uh, it's got these two long prongs and you hook it on the outside of your toilet tank there. And uh, it, it when you flush, it flashes green to let you know, hey, everything's all right. I, I think I know if the toilet, why do I have to fucking use this? I think the toilet, yeah. we know if it's leaking. If, uh, you know, but anyway, I don't know. You're seems stepping odd. in a puddle all the time. Yeah, yeah it's a little strange. Uh, all right, so let's get into this Howling Five here. I would uh, basically, Miles, this is Agatha Christie, and then there were none with right. the werewolf. Is basically what we're dealing yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it <laughs> yeah, is pretty much, and I think that's actually why the film kind of works. Yeah, because the mystery. A, they took a. They they didn't turn it into the generic horror film. They took a group of characters get taken to this castle in Hungary. And or false pretenses. And once they're there, they're told this legend about how in the medieval times there was Satan was roaming around with a bunch of wolves and somebody, you know, to cut to cut to the meat of the bone of this plot. Basically, these people are lured to the castle under false pretenses, and they all turn out to be related because at the very beginning, I guess we should qualify this at the very beginning of the film. It's in the Middle Ages, and everyone in the castle is dead, except for a couple people who have now poisoned themselves or something. They've committed suicide, and their idea is that they're going to kill this cursed bloodline of people in the family that turn into werewolves. But as the last person dies, he hears a baby crying and realizes that he hasn't wiped out the bloodline, and there's somebody with this werewolf gene. So this is in like, uh, let's see, I'm going to look. It is in 1489 in Budapest. So cut to 500 years later, exactly. And all these people have been taken to Budapest to this castle to under some bullshit excuse. And this mysterious count meets <laughs> them there and tells them a bunch of lies. And then they start getting killed one by one. And eventually they discover that they've all been lured there to be murdered because they're all potentially, they're all direct descendants 
of the baby who survived the massacre. So any one of them could be the werewolf. Any one of them could be the werewolf. And the werewolf is actually killing them one at a time. So as Mike Dell said, it is basically ten little Indians one by one. Yeah, getting back to that, mm-hmm. Agatha Christie, when I, we were growing up, Miles, it was called Ten Little Indians, you know? And then they changed it yeah. to uh, Ten Little Soldier Boys, and then I think they changed it to, uh, and then there were none. Well, but actually, it's the original, even worse than that. But. Yes, the original title of this book, and I just found this out a couple months ago because I've been listening to audiobooks and I was listening to the audiobook of this. It's Ten Little N-Words is the original yeah. title. Ten Little N-Words. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a joke. Yeah, it it has like five. Well, she was quoting from a very famous rhyme, which was then, that's the name, is what Ten Little Indians was, Ten Little N-Bombs. Yeah, softened up. Ten Little N-Bombs was changed to Ten Little Indians, which then became offensive. Yes. So then it became, and then there were none, there were actually like four, at least three, maybe four iterations of the name of Ten Little Indians, which is, and then there were none. Um yeah, because yeah. there's a, there's a rhyme. Yeah, they read the rhyme. Yeah, different spelling on none. So it went bad. But there was a <laughs> there was a rhyme read throughout the book, like and then there were none or whatever. But in the modern right. era, it's uh, ten little soldier boys is in the rhyme now instead of. But right, yeah, one killed himself, and like ten little soldier boys went to the blah. One killed himself, and then there were nine. But I was and I was pretty shocked. And then hey, and then yeah. there were none. The other day, Miles, I uh, I also every day I take a nap. I listen to an audiobook of some sort. Today I listened was listening to an Indiana Jones audiobook. Found that was interesting. Oh, cool. Uh, but I also been listening to the Hardy Boys. Remember the Hardy Boys, Miles? And uh, I remember them very well. We had all the books. Yeah, well, in one of those books, uh, I think it was Joe Hardy. He says, "I think there's an N word in the woodpile." He just says it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is crazy. Wow, is it everything? <laughs> like that woke me up from my nap. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, the the N bomb used to be dropped on on a number of shows, uh, like uh, Good Times and All in the Family, as a matter of course. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Were, were on the Flintstones. <laughs> um, all in the Family dropped every bomb that there was conceivably. But I remember when Archie Bunker got trapped on an elevator once with like a black person, a Chinese person, and a fucking fucking and he's just going off and I'm like, you could not say any of this today and yet, God, it was funny. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ten Little Indians, yep, it's basically the Howling Five is 100% a bunch of people, which, and it's become an incredibly I mean, I don't know if they if screenwriters use this anymore, but in the in the '80s, especially on TV, they used to have these um, these plots on TV shows pretty regularly, where you'd have, and then actually, you could argue that Alien is Ten Little Indians in space. Yeah, um, a little bit. Sure, most slasher movies, I guess, in a way, yeah. are. You're you're trapped in a haunted house and something's killing you one by one and there's only going to be one survivor who has to duke it out. I mean, it's like there's variations on this theme all throughout the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. Um, and this this plot is basically taken from that. And actually, that's probably why <laughs> this movie is better than most most of the Howling movies. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we mentioned this has no connection to the earlier Howling movies. Like, it's just in a separate universe, but it, there's a, a werewolf involved, so it's like, oh, well, it's a Howling well, it's movie. All part of the yeah, a very lightly involved werewolf. Say, there's not yeah, much of it in there. There's absolutely no connection to the earlier films directly, but it's, it's all about the idea of the human who can, and this goes back to the original Howling, the human who walks around and lives a normal life in daylight, uh, who can transform into a werewolf either at will or, you know, through moonlight, whatever. Like, they're very wobbly with the powers of a werewolf. Like, in the original Howling, they can turn werewolves in by night, day, whatever the fuck they want. But point being, in this film, it's a whodunit. You have a bunch of people trapped in this castle. There's a snowstorm. They're in the middle of nowhere. They can't get out. And it becomes a question of, who is the werewolf and can they find this werewolf person and kill them before the last of them are murdered by the wolf? Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with uh, this stuff is when you have so many characters involved, yeah, yeah. This is a, the, the, the beginning of the book or the movie or whatever has to be really well done in order for you to identify each character, know who they are, know what their motivation is, what their, you know, who they are. And if it's not well done, you end up just not caring about anybody. And I think the only person we really, at least me, the only one I really cared about was uh, the Elizabeth Shea character because she was funny right away and she was cute, you know. So it's like, oh, I like mm-hmm. her. I like the count. I like the uh, count. But everyone else just kind of like, Jank, could you keep these characters straight at the beginning of the movie? Like, did you care about any of these people, really? No, like this had the same problem that a lot of these movies end up having where there's a lot of guys where it's like, I could tell the girls apart, but the guys, yeah. they're just all interchangeable. Yeah, I had no idea. Random 80s guys that they all looked alike. Yeah, I had the same problem. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who the fuck is who. I, 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 like, the, I like the black girl, and I like yeah. the count, and I like Elizabeth Shea. Yeah, you know, I just feel like tell you any of those fucking Yeah, there was like but, eight people that were invited, yeah. and I feel like they tried to give some personality to the first four, and they were like, oh, this person, okay, these two know each other, one of them's a photographer, one of them's a writer, then this guy's a tennis pro, and this lady's an actress. And then after that, they kind of were like, I don't know who the rest of these people are, maybe we'll get to it later. <laughs> and there's also some pretty abrupt cuts between like that photographer and that actress or whatever at the beginning, remember? And then like just immediately cuts to two other people. It was a little wonky at the beginning, I don't know. I, uh, it's like just throwing all these characters at you before and you really don't get to. It's a lot. They, they probably, there's like 13 people in the cast. They probably could have done it with eight. And if they had done it with eight and played it out a little faster, because they'd start killing a little quick. Um, yeah, I I guess there's a professor, right? There's a professor involved, a writer, a photographer, an actress. Yeah. Uh, a young actress and I'm a famous actress. Cast. One, two, three, yeah. <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's thirteen people. It's it's the it's eleven, and then there's the two like there's the maid servant and the butler or whatever that that are in the house. So there's thirteen yeah, people involved. It, it's too many for um, like if you look at the original Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween, you've got like three or four or five people. So you actually have time to get invested in the characters before they start getting killed, which is what brings the dramatic tension. You don't really want them to die. Like once you get them to know them, you don't really want to, like maybe there's that one you want to get killed, but like the rest of them, 
yeah. you're kind of like, oh, I don't want him to die, and then he gets killed, and you're, so your 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 heart's racing, like you don't want him to die, and that's the thing is like who's going to be last and all this kind of thing. When you have 13 characters in a movie this long, which is only like 90 minutes, they start offing people very quickly, so that you're not invested in their deaths. I grant you, I did. There's like three or four characters I kind of liked, but it, there's too many characters. Yeah, I agree. You could you could easily yeah. get rid of four of them. I think if you cut four out of the cast, I, you would have had a better movie. I still don't know who the one guy was. Like, um, like uh, the guy with the longer hair. He was the writer, right? Oh Jesus! And, yeah, and then I he was—he so. was uh, having the affair with somebody, right? I, I don't know. It's all very confusing. But who the was black like, lady? Because she was like, "I only write for myself now." She's like, "I don't want that pressure." Oh, right. uh, okay. He's the writer. Who was the who was the yeah. guy with like the longer like shoulder length hair and he had the business suit and everything? Yeah, I never got what his job was. <laughs> yeah, I don't and think I don't think we actually got to know. Isn't he the one who dies pretty much first? No, the pr- the professor drives for he's the guy who gets stabbed through the, the curtain. Dies first. She, yes. Okay. Yeah. Then there's another like middle aged white guy. Yeah. Who like uh, the the black lady asks him to go upstairs with her at some point because she was nervous about going up because she thought someone was watching her, uh, and but I don't know what he was or what he did. I I can't remember. I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. It's like they gave up giving these people backstories at a certain point. They're just like, eh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Elizabeth Shea, I knew because uh, she was cute and funny, and uh, she's like a ditzy actress. So uh, yeah. Yeah, she's playing, but um, that was fun. And the blonde is an old school actress, uh, not old school, but she's a famous actress. But she, uh, yeah, like, she's like an Academy Award actress, supposedly. Yeah, Elizabeth <laughs> Shea, when she meets her, she goes, "Oh, I'm such a big fan. I watched all your movies when I was a kid." You know, just to make her feel like how old, you know, yeah. you're old, you know, you're like 38. Since so. I'm like, oh, you must have had a lot of gentlemen callers back in your day or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, the dudes, I don't, I can't, I don't know, man. Can't really. Yeah. Just face blindness when it came to them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, that's basically the plot. And they all just get getting knocked off one at a time. And you have to guess who the werewolf is. Miles, were there any kills that you particularly enjoyed on this? Um, honestly, <laughs> this movie, no. I mean, there, there's not like that. Well, there's one you know how, like, in a. Go ahead. Yeah, what did you like, Jake? <laughs> I would say near the end, there was like a, a double kill there. The head where, getting lopped uh, off. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, the axe and the crossbow and all that. That was that was a good scene. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the yeah, one yeah. guy, okay. he ends up okay. throwing the maid because he's like he he just throws yeah. her off the stairs. Yeah, he just picks her he up start, and like, chucks her. He's like, get out of here, lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And then they kind of start wrestling, and he's like trying to hold her down and shit, and be like, what do you know? And like he doesn't realize that the guy with the the butler guy with the axe is sneaking up behind him, going to take a swing at him. Uh, but just in the nick of time, that ditzy actress is like, hey, David, look out. And, uh, you know, so he dives out of the way and the butler cuts off the head of the maid lady. And uh, then he gets a crossbow right in the in the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, uh, the blonde girl. Shot. Anyway. Uh, I thought Elizabeth Shea shoots him, right? At the crossbow. Yep. I think. Um, yeah. uh, but Miles, the other kills, basically, you just see like the uh, 
person, they turn around and they look into the camera and they go, ah, and then there's like a, a yeah. hand or something grabbing at them. And then that's it. Which, which in fairness, in fairness, if you watch the original, like Friday the 13th movies, that's basically how most of the kills go. Um, the well, I mean, 80s, they had some good practical like, effects, like Kevin Bacon, like that throat stab. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely in the first Friday the 13th, but I'm just saying like, there's actually a number of kills, even in the first Friday the 13th movie, like Steve Christie's death, like, oh, it's you, you know, like, or the woman who gets <laughs> yeah, the arrow, yeah. you know. Um, they don't, they don't do, and there's always in Friday the 13th movies, there's always some off screen deaths, and there's always some just like somebody holding up their hand going, ah, and getting killed. Like, that's, that's par for the course when it comes to kind of 80s slashers, which this is not technically. But it is kind of an interesting hybrid of a slasher or a murder mystery, uh, you know. You really honestly didn't need a – like, you could have rewritten the script with, like, very minor changes to just be like a lunatic is killing people in the castle, thinking yeah. that they're related to a werewolf. Right. Um, but it's a nice little – you know, I, I, like I like the combination, though, the werewolf and the murder yeah, thing. I, I liked it. I did. I did. And I absolutely did. Whereas in Howling 2, you clearly see in Howling 2 that that script was written as a vampire script. And they ended up swapping out vampires for werewolves. And it glaringly <laughs> shows throughout that the is, entire that, fucking script. That is kind of true when you think about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even with yeah. the cloves of garlic. Like, like the script yeah. makes no sense. As a werewolf <laughs> movie, as a vampire movie, it actually makes perfect sense. But, like, as a werewolf uh, movie, it's rubbish. They took they took some dusty old fucking half rotten coffee stained cigarette ash fucking covered vampire script shook it off and said oh holy shit we already paid five dollars for this fucking thing let's make the just get somebody <laughs> to fucking change change the word vampire to werewolf let's get Christopher Lee back up yeah. a money truck to his house we'll skimp the rest of the budget and we'll get Red Brown because <laughs> he'll do it. <laughs> He's always drunken by. But we wanted to have Christopher we'll Lee Hunt vampires show up to time. Yeah. We'll get Sybil Danning to show her tits. Like, if I was a producer selling Howling 2, I've, I've got this down. I'd be like, dude, we got Red Brown with a machine gun. We got a Christopher Lee. And we got Sybil Danning's breath. Do you need to hear anything more, or uh, are you going to give me $5 million to make yeah. this movie? We got a little person um, tossed out of window. Yeah. Yeah, we got midgets fighting fucking werewolves in 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 fuck who a werewolf carrying an Uzi and wearing a medieval helmet. I mean, it's the it's the gift that keeps on giving. But Howling Five, in fairness, I I really do think the Howling Five like it for what it is, like with the the one by one kills and like the people being stuck in the castle and like can we get out of the castle? And there's a dungeon. They do inexplicably dumb things like let's go explore the dungeon i remember that one <laughs> yeah like three guys go down into the like hey we're we're being killed one by one you know what we should do let's go down into the dungeon of this fucking haunted castle during a snowstorm and then split up to find out you know yeah no 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 and again no. secret passage but, that this guy just happens to know about let's follow him down there yeah <laughs> uh, we don't really we always see the werewolf like maybe uh in shading or silhouette. I think one time we see the face when or at least yeah, one usually time. There's yeah. a, Very briefly. Right after a kill you usually see the this like silhouetted shot of the werewolf walking through the snowstorm, right? Yeah, how about the special yeah. effects on the snowstorm? What was going on there? It's like uh, laundry <laughs> oh, detergents, be... powdered laundry detergent. Yeah, that would from... be the the 
silica fucking shit that they used with it with a snowblower blasting on it. Yeah, not yeah. very convincing. Since they clearly shot the opening scenes where the count is talking to the black girl, they clearly shot those and it's like spring. <laughs> like it looks like it's about sixty six degrees and then they're like, Oh, this is a fucking snowstorm, it's this castle. And probably Satan sends the snowstorm, so whatever. But um yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't buying it either, but... Uh, then, uh, yeah, I remember the blonde gets murdered, like, the werewolf uh, grabs her through the bars there and, and kills her, and then that Victoria Caitlin or whatever, the girl from uh, Twin Peaks, she goes down to ch- find her, and then she turns around, and then I think we see the wolf's face, the werewolf's face coming at her, and, like, uh, mauling her. But uh, what, what else? Oh, so there's two uh, scenes of nudity in this film as well. Because uh, that's how Mal, that's how uh, Miles sold the movie to me. He says it's a fun and there's nudity, and I'm like, done. Let's go. Let's watch <laughs> the blonde actress lady. We see her topless, and then uh, but Elizabeth Shea. There's a scene where she and the tennis player guy they go to take a bath together in this like uh, I don't know dungeon lagoon. Uh, I don't know what it is, a hot tub or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she she gets naked, and she goes, "Are you sure people used to bathe together naked?" And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, it'd be great. She goes, no funny stuff. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> she gets bare ass naked. And and then uh, gets, and, and she gets in the in the hot tub with the guy who's obviously the stud face man player, you know, fucking guy of the group. And he's like, of course not. You know, she's like, don't, don't you know, I'm, I, I'm not. Yeah, okay. Mm, yeah. You're nubile, fucking naked, blonde, and you're alone with the fucking. You're alone with with Giga Chad in the fucking in a hot tub yeah. castle. No funny stuff. Oh, I have no intention of having sex with you. <laughs> but they they did notice that they both have little scars on the inside of their elbows, and that's I guess a, a that's true or a birthmark, I guess. So they're all related, right, and they related. all want to bang each yeah. other. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I liked when they first meet those two, though, at the hotel there, and he's trying to hit on her. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? He goes, I'm a tennis player. And she's like, oh, it's nice to have a hobby. And he goes, no, 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 I'm actually a, a real tennis player. And she goes, oh, yeah, it's good to get exercise like that. But she, like, you know, doesn't realize he's a pro te- tennis player. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty funny. I liked it. Yeah. It's good to have something to do while you're unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else to mention from this jank that uh, – Oh, I guess the ending. We we haven't gotten to the ending yet. We'll get we'll spoil that for everybody. But um, yeah, a- anything else? I mean, along I guess I'm kind of confused because they were all from the same bloodline. Like, why is only one of them a werewolf? Shouldn't they all be werewolves? <laughs> That's what I had that same question. Miles, as the werewolf expert, <laughs> can you explain that to us? I cannot, but I I kind of looked at the thing as the if you look at the opening of the film, right? The whole family's been killed because they're trying to get the one person with the gene. So this is really not any different from the beginning of the film. The guy and the woman try to they murder everybody in the family, invite them over, kill them all, and then commit suicide because they're trying to get rid of the werewolf gene. So somebody had a baby, the baby survived, and that's why the gene. So the idea, I guess, is that one of these people must be carrying the werewolf gene. So they're all related. It, it didn't not make sense to me. Let me put it that way. <laughs> so at the end, we're down to uh, Elizabeth Shea, the ditzy actress. Um, mm-hmm. who, who's the guy that's left? The Count? 
Or uh, the Count. David, I think. Yeah, the Count. And yeah. then the third guy, yeah. And who was David exactly? Uh, uh, he was like that nerdy guy who was not the professor. We weren't sure what his job was. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> One of the many nameless, faceless men in this movie. And yeah. uh, so uh, then uh, David and the Count are wrestling, you know, because they're saying, no, he's the werewolf. No, he's the werewolf. And uh, Elizabeth Shea has uh, the crossbow still, or is there a gun at this point? I can't uh, she's got a gun. gun. Yeah. And they're like wrestling off and she's like, got to pick, you know, and you can tell, oh, my God, she's got to pick one of them, which to shoot, which to shoot. And uh, bang, she shoots and they're off screen. So you don't see who she shot. And then David comes running into the shot and he says, oh, thank God, you know, uh, you killed them. You killed the werewolf. And she's like, oh, I was so scared or whatever. And then they're hugging Miles. Uh, but then what happens? They hug, and then she turns over his shoulder, and the moon kind of comes out, and she her eyes are werewolf eyes, and she grins, yeah, and she the looks, movie ends. Yeah, so yeah she looks really suffered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically, the Count was the good guy all along. Yep. You know, he, he's basically kind of a villain through a lot of the movie, or he appears to be a villain. And... Um basically the count is right right so he says uh well the count is right in the sense that he thinks david is the werewolf right so they're yeah because he says look for the most innocent among you that's who the werewolf is yeah so he thinks it's david but yeah clearly right so he he's like kill kill david kill david but then he she kills him because she already knows that he's the one like he's the guy that put them all in this place he's the dangerous person so yeah david kills the count and then she is victorious because at this point she's the last person standing besides david who she can obviously kill as soon as the credits roll assuming she wants to kill him and not you know mate with him or something and she's a filthy yeah werewolf. she could have just shot him too <laughs> what was to stop her mm-hmm. she wants maybe to she wants to eat it i don't know she wants to stay undercover. Yeah. She wants to make sure that no one thinks she's the werewolf. That Count was the creepy werewolf, and they killed him. Oh, so I didn't know that. No one left. Yeah, maybe she wants him alive. Oh, okay. That's true. I always yeah. thought she would have killed him as soon as, you know, she was going to kill him. But, like, that's a very good point. She has to yeah. run. Now, no, you don't think, think of werewolves needing a, an alibi. Yeah, <laughs> now she does. Yeah, she's free and clear now. No one suspects her as being the werewolf. Um, so, yeah, Jank, what'd you think of this, Howling Five? Um... This is a tough one because, like Miles alluded to, it's not a bad movie. Um, it's it's one of the more well-done ones, I would say, in, in certain regards. But it's not quite a good movie, and it's not horrible enough to be considered like a bad movie, where it's just like, oh, this is so awkward and, and terrible that I'm laughing at it. It's not that either. So there's not a whole lot to talk about here. <laughs> I, I like um, the ending. The ending was really good. You know, I like the ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I, I mean, definitely saw that coming once they said, you know, look for the most innocent yeah, yeah. among you. Especially, well, right. They also had the scene where she was like, she's all ditzy. But then all of a sudden she's like, hey, what if someone's like erasing our, our arrows and shit? And like, well, she's like, they could be going back and doing that. And so it's clear she's faking it. But she's in these really situations where someone is murdering people and you got to figure out who among them is doing it. Like in the uh, and then there were none. It was someone who was already dead that did it, like supposedly mm-hmm, dead, you know. So you always got to look for someone like that or someone who has a, just a seemingly ironclad alibi that they dismiss immediately. And they said for her, she oh she's been sleeping this whole time because she took a she, yeah it couldn't be her. 
So once they once they dismissed her, you know, oh yeah, she she's the killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, she's uh, not here, but oh, she's asleep. Uh huh. Yeah. Wink, wink. But uh, I don't know. But I I like the the mystery element of it. Uh, all the ladies are attractive. All the fellas, I don't really care about. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I it was fine. I think the beginning could have been stronger, and um, yeah. you know, if we, if we cared more about the people, yeah. uh, it would have been a lot better. But like uh, Jenk was saying, it's not terrible, but it's not really good. It's I don't know. It's in there. But uh, I didn't mind watching it. You know, it was fine. Uh, yeah. Miles, what do you give this one out of ten, Miles? If you had to rate it. Okay, so as just a all right, I'm going to start with its ranking in the Howling universe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think in terms I, of actually, I heard in the Howling universe, this is considered the second best one. It depends. Oh. Some people consider it behind Sister is a Werewolf because that's just fucking legendary for yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, be I actually cool. think this is actually a much better film as a film. It's nowhere near as memorable a film. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the unbelievable charisma of, of that nonsensical train wreck. But I think as far as Howling movies goes, it's the second best of the of the series, which is not saying much because the Howling series is one of the worst horror movie franchises in history <laughs> in terms of how many shit-ass fucking piece-of-crap films it produced. I think it's number two in terms of quality. In terms of watchability, it's under Your Sister is a Werewolf because who doesn't fucking want to yeah, see I would, the insanity I, of that film? I would watch Howling 2 again immediately, but this, uh, you know, there's no real. I mean, I'd watch, right. I don't know, I'd like some of this, but, you know, yeah. a couple scenes you'd like this to go back to. This is a film I can, I can watch, you know, over the course of my life two or three times. It's, it's The first time I saw it, I just remember my initial reaction was, this is holding my interest. I'm kind of engaged. I'm kind of caring. I want to know who the person is at the end. That was the thing that really got me was, okay, I'm in. Like, who is it? I, I'm. I want to see who it is and how they reveal it. And I, I liked the ending of the film. I thought it was well done. And over. So as a Howling film, I think it's one of the best. As a horror movie, you know, it's not terrifying by any fucking stretch of the imagination. But I did like a couple of the characters. I liked the black woman, and when they killed her, I was kind of jarred because I thought she was actually going to be the star. So because they mm. open with characters who don't survive the film which i think is always a good trick like that's a very good effective trick for storytelling so i was kind of like okay i didn't know where that was going so honestly as horror movies as from the 80s go i'd give it like a seven what that uh jank yeah. on our on our traditional bad movie scale jank what do you think one out of ten <laughs> uh that's tough. On the bad movie scale, I guess I'd go a six, but I guess on a normal movie scale, I could go, I can go a seven with Miles there. Um, it is, it's pretty Wait, decent. wait, wait. You're giving it a higher uh, rating on a good movie scale than on a bad movie <laughs> scale? Well, on a bad movie scale, I'm looking for, you know, like terribleness. Like I'm looking for, oh, oh I see uh, you know, Sybil Danning throwing a spear at a dinosaur and shit like oh, that. Oh, okay. See, I was thinking, you know, I meant like on a weaker grading scale, but you're saying it it doesn't have the elements to be an awesome yeah. bad movie, but on a normal. Yeah. Arc. Interesting. Interesting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's a little bit better than it is, you know, terrible. Um, a little too much off screening to death, kind of like the movie Megan, where yeah. it's like, oh, maybe 
done something <laughs> better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, it's it's fine. Of the four Howling movies I've seen, I would put it probably number three. Um, definitely Light Years better than Marsupials. Howling Three. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it kept yeah. you that thing was just the so later Howling movies a mess. Yeah. The later Howling movies, yeah. like after three, are fucking terrible. Just absolutely <laughs> horrific. Yeah, I think a six or seven Maybe somewhere there is, is about right for this. Uh, but I really like this Elizabeth Shea. I thought she did a really nice job here. I thought she was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a girl who was basically brought in to be TNA, um, kind of this cute, sexy girl, but who's not too over the top sexy, like because they wanted her to have that innocence. Um, I thought she did a good job and I thought like, I don't know. I just felt like this movie was a pleasant surprise because when you, when you see a movie with a five after its name, let's say, especially <laughs> if it's a horror movie, do you really expect yeah. it's going to be any good, especially after a movie that's called Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf and Howling 3, The Marsupials. Like I am a big fan <laughs> of horror films. But I am the first to say that most horror franchises are fucking terrible. And the better they start, the worse they end up. Like, if you look at Hellraiser, they had nine or ten films on that score. Yeah. A lot of them are unwatchably awful. If you look at Howling, if you look at Halloween, I mean, if you look at Friday yeah. 13, if you look at Nightmare on Elm Street, you're like, the list goes on and on. Let the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like... It just gets worse, like the Chucky films. Like they, they, there's good movies, but then they're ruined by this abysmal, fucking horrific trash. Like just these sequels are so bad <laughs> that they're painful. And The Howling is kind of like fighting it out with Hellraiser for who could produce the worst <laughs> sequels down the road. Like when you get to like the three, four, five, six level, so. When I, when I saw this movie on cable, I remember thinking, okay, I'm buckling down because Howling 2 was already legend in my mind. And I was like, this is going to be just an absolute red-hot eye poker through my sinuses. And I was kind of like, this is kind of an engaging, fun, you know, it's not going to linger with you. You're not going to be, like, haunted by it for the rest of your life, and you're not going to be quoting lines <laughs> from it and shit. But while I was watching it, I was engaged. And when you compare it to something like Night Game, or, <laughs> Night which Game. had, you know, but then Night <laughs> Game has like this next, like to some of the best actors around at that working at the time. And so he's like, you look at it and you go, well, they had a $2 million budget to make a werewolf movie that doesn't really have a werewolf in it. It's basically just a murder mystery. And I thought they did a far above average job. I mean, it's, it's above that. It's not good, but it's a, it's enough above average that I, whenever I think about it, I'm always just a little bit surprised that it was as not bad as it is. Let me put it that way. All right, so there it is, Howling Five. You can catch it on uh, Tubi. Tubi. Tubi's got everything. And while you're there, uh, check it Without out. Crawl. But you check it out as well on Tubi. <laughs> no, don't do that. that. <laughs> check it out. So, uh, all right, check it out. Have bathrooms for. Hey, yeah, yeah, the grocery store always has a bathroom. <laughs> That's good. Um, all right, uh, Jank, have you been watching anything else on the TV this week that we should know about? Um, let's see. Other than The Howling 3, I did watch Air. Uh, Air is on Amazon Prime now. Uh, is that so that movie about it. 
the t- the tennis shoes there, the old uh, basketball shoes. Yeah, the old uh, the Air Jordans. Yep. And how yeah. uh, how Nike booked Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't sound like it would be that exciting. And no. I guess it's really not. But no, it's not. Still, it's a good movie. <laughs> it goes really? down smooth. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, well, you, gotta say, like, you don't need a movie you made about this, but all right. Fair enough. Yeah. It's pretty low stakes, especially since you know exactly how it turns out. Obviously, they they did it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fun. It's nice to see Damon and Affleck together, it turns out. Right, we're going to put Red in the shoe. Oh, my God, Red, what? That's like the big moment in the movie. <laughs> red in the shoe. Yeah. Yeah, but it was more red than the league would allow, so they were yeah. going to pay the fine. Just pay the fine. Yeah, well, yeah. Yep. I guess that's a movie. Yeah. Uh, Miles, <laughs> do, you have, do you have any interest in watching a, a movie about uh, basketball shoes? Depends on who makes it, I guess. I mean, I watched that uh, <laughs> ESPN 30 for 30 documentary called Broke about how yeah, that's athletes about, yeah. all end up that's with no money. Good. And that's I watched that like three times. It was really, really that, good. But you never know what you're going to enjoy if it's done right. Sometimes that's what I like to pretend in my mind, Miles, that I am a billionaire who lost all his money, and now I am so courageous <laughs> that I'm continuing living and building myself back up. That is way better than just thinking that I'm a failure and a loser. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can definitely see how you come to that conclusion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the, sometimes that's delusion is better. <laughs> hey, uh, I, Miles, have you been watching anything on the TV lately that you'd like to discuss? You mean like contemporary stuff? Yeah, like currently. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know how I hate anything that's that's new. Well, have you been watching any old stuff? You've just been watching uh, reruns of Al? Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> I went the whole show without mentioning Alf Miles. I hope you know. I know, and I, I want to give you some props for that. I mean, we literally had a guy taking his shit on the show. And I could have named it Alf. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd rather I'd rather listen to a guy take a shit than watch an episode of Alf. That's, that's hey, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Have you been watching anything? No, nothing new lately, and nothing. I mean, you know me, like my my watching habits. Like lately, I've been watching Murder She Wrote. Wow. Um, my mom watching. Yeah, I'm going old school. I started watching a little bit of China Beach. Oh, Dana Delaney. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. Like I've been going older school, a little CSI, which is more recent, but not that recent. I'm going off the air in 2016, so. Um, yeah, not uh, there's not a lot super contemporary that interests me that much. I, I generally, if there's a good show, I'll watch it five to ten years after it goes off the air. Huh. I'm usually way <laughs> behind the curve. Mark? So, like, I watched those shows like, you know, Tombstone and Breaking Bad and all that stuff. I watched all that, like, a few years after it had gone off the air. I didn't really – Game of Thrones is one of the few – contemporary shows that came in the last 15 years that I actually watched more or less, well, not more or less, while it was on the air. Um, yeah, didn't pay off for it before you did it. <laughs> no, it sure as fuck did not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will never, I will never forget. There's a couple of shows that I watched 
until the very end that I was kind of like, what? Um, <laughs> you get to the end. Like, I never watched Lost, but a lot of Lost fans told me that it was like that. I watched, I remember yeah. watching the very last episode of The Sopranos and being like, okay, that was boring and fucking terrible. And um, the last Seinfeld episode was weird. Like, you know, every yeah. now and then you get to the end of a show and go, what? Like, yeah. that's how you, okay. <laughs> um, all right. Like, if that's, you're the one making the millions, you, you go ahead. But, uh yeah, Game of Thrones, not so much. Um, you know, a show that really uh, kept its uh, steam throughout, and even to the final. Check it out on uh, TV, starring Don. <laughs> never Adams. had any steam. It was great. <laughs> That's all I've been it. watching. It's like a son. No yeah, I, I thought I mentioned it the last time you were on, Miles, because I mention it every time, every show we do. But Don Adams manages a grocery store. Uh, from a, a, no, it's yeah. Alf. You mentioned every every. Uh, but uh, I've still just been watching Check It Out. That's all I've been watching uh, in hockey and wrestling. How long did it, was it on the air? Uh, 86 to 89. It was a Canadian TV show. It was filmed up in Canada. Okay. Uh, I, watch, I watch Canadian TV. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I shot hockey every day this week. Every day. And I shot it every Ooh. day last well, again. Week. Yeah. So 10 times in the last 12 days, I've been out there shooting, shooting the hockey. Wait. Good Lord. What do you mean shooting? Uh, the, like, uh, you, you familiar with deck hockey, you know, outside, outdoor hockey, street hockey, uh, there, there's, there's a, a rink here in Greensburg, uh, no one's ever at it, it but here's a story I'll tell you in a second. So I go every afternoon to, you know, to get some sun and exercise and I just, uh, shoot, uh, for hours and it's great. Um, but, uh, so I like to go there cause there's never anyone there, you know, but so, uh, the other day I go there. And I'm doing my shooting, you know, a little routine I do, you know, I'm having a good old time. Here's some other other guy shows up and uh, he's a, he's one of them rollerbladers, you know, so he's putting on his rollerblades on the bench. And then the next thing, next thing you know, he starts cranking music. And it's like, uh, I was going to make a reference. I don't know, Miles, are you familiar with the Whammo here in Pennsylvania? It's a radio station. You probably never get it where you're at, but uh, no. it plays like all art, like hip hop, you know, the Whammo. So it's like Whammo's oh. greatest hits. Nothing but hip hop and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, what are we doing here? Um, and it's very loud, you know. It's very loud. So I'm like, oh, what is this guy doing? You know, I'm here trying to enjoy my uh, shooting the hockey, and he's playing this wacky music so loud. You know, them kids and their crazy music. You know. Yeah. But, but this guy's in his mid 30s, at least. You know, late 30s. And uh, so, but then I'm like, yeah, this guy's a real jerk. You know. But I'm I'm shooting hockey. <laughs> And then eventually he goes, hey, hey, is that music too loud? I'm like, oh, no, it's fine, buddy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I just get back to you. Know? <laughs> then uh, this guy. Pussy down. <laughs> I don't, I'm a very polite person. You know, I don't like to cause trouble. <laughs> and then, uh, again, later on, I'm just doing my shooting against the boards. You know, I like to do hundreds of shots. And I'm in there, you know, I'm doing it. And then he walks over and says, hey, you want to come down here? I'll uh, feed you for some slap shots, you know. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, oh, oh, sure, why not? You know, so I go down there. Because I'm polite, you know? My, my politeness yeah, always trumps my it. hatred of other humans. Uh, I got to be polite, you know? So uh, we're taking one-timers and shit, you know? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's nice. I haven't had anyone pass me a ball, you know, a ball in a long time. So I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. And he starts he starts talking to me, you know? And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, i trying to get my kid into playing hockey, you know? I bought him like $3,000 worth of equipment. I take him to his first practice. He doesn't like it. 
<laughs> so he's like, now I'm just taking him to the first practice in rental equipment and then decided. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, there, he's divorced because he tells me this right away. He goes, too, I'm divorced, you know? And he's like, yeah. And the wife, she's, uh, she's had, she's tried to throw me in jail like, uh, six times in the last year or something for not paying child oh, support. Shit. And I'm like, wait, what? Why are you telling me all this? And then he's like, uh, and she likes to use the kid against me, you know? So I'm trying to like uh, win the kid over by buying him $3,000 worth of hockey equipment. <laughs> He'd probably rather have the $3,000 for food or something. But, but the kid, uh, the, the kid, he doesn't child like the support. hockey. Child support. So, so this guy says, well, I've taken up the hockey now, so I'm uh, out here trying to do the hockey. And I'm trying to get a beer league going up here at the, uh, at the rink, you know? And, uh, but they don't want any leagues up here at night because I guess insurance. And he was complaining about that, you know. And I'm like, well, probably because of the insurance, you know. They don't want to just have people up here fucking around and getting hurt or whatever. He's like, yeah, but who cares? We could be making some money. And uh, he goes, I come up here all all the time at night, and I'm a, I'm an idiot, you know. And I say, oh, I come up here in the afternoons all the time. I shouldn't say yep. that. I shouldn't have just told him that. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I should have just said I'm just I'm passing through. I just saw <laughs> saw the rink and I stopped. Yeah, me too. I love nighttime. I'm a night owl. Just like you. But I said, I, so now, uh, you know, he's a nice guy and all. But then there's two other guys then that came shooting. So he went over and started talking to them, you know. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy just really wants a friend. You know, that's what this guy wants. He really wants a friend. And I don't want any friends. I don't want any friends. No. And uh, I need my – He could be the new host of the show, you know. <laughs> he could be the new Larry. Got to keep him warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> But the reason I like to go out and shoot the hockey, that's where I do a lot of my writing. I come up with my ideas. You know, I, I, I like the peace and solitude. That's what I need there. I need a break from my normal peace and solitude at home. So I need more peace and solitude when I go out there. But I can't have people talking to me when I go out there. You know, I don't like that. Yeah. So Dude, now headphones. So now every day. Uh, so then Thursday I went out. By the way, my uncle came in from Seattle this week. My uncle, he's like uh, 10 years older than me. But he used to play hockey in his, in his younger days, street hockey and stuff. So he says, hey, I'll go shoot. I want to go shoot hockey with you. So, you know, I like my uncle. So I let my uncle come out with me. And he came out with me, I think, on Tuesday and shot. It was pretty fun, you know, having the uncle around, having him shoot a ball. So that was pretty funny watching that. Uh, and he even got me. A, he, he bought a stick and gloves just uh so he could shoot there with me that day. And then he gave me the stick and gloves because he's not no. taking them on the plane or anything. So I have a backup stick. <laughs> In fact, I won't have to buy gloves next season because I'll have another pair. But anyway, so I've been talking to a lot of people out there at the hockey rink this week. But now, that was Wednesday, then I met this other guy. So then Thursday, I'm nervous about going to fucking hockey. Because I'm like, what the fuck? I'm going to mm-hmm. go there and that guy's going to be there. Even, you know? So I was like, kind of, but I'm like, what? I can't be. No, I'm just showing. So I go up. He's not there. You know, so I'm like, oh, this is great. So I had a nice day shooting hockey Thursday. And then today I go to shoot hockey. No one there again. Good old time. And, and then whenever I'm done shooting the hockey, I like to go sit on a bench underneath a tree and just, you know, soak it all in, you know, just relax out in nature a little bit, you know. And uh, so then when I'm walking away from my bench time and I'm walking back to my car here, I think that guy's there at the rink now. He got to the rink. Uh oh. Yeah. And I think it's him. Because <laughs> he parked his truck right next to my car, all right? And then I, I, I can't get a good look at him because he's uh, kneeling, he's bending down, uh, tying his uh, his roller blades, you know? And uh, But I'm I'm outside the rink, and he's in the benches there, so I'm just seeing his head pop up. I think it was him, though. So what I did is I just averted my eyes and kept my head down and walked right past. And he didn't say anything. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, he didn't say anything. <laughs> so, uh, and I made it back to my car, 
and without any further discussions. But think how close that was to me. Like, yeah, you're going to start going to the morning. Did you not know that hockey was a team sport when you got involved in it? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fine back in the day, but I'm an old man now. I don't want to talk to anybody. You know, I just don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, you do, you do know when you watch it on TV that there's no such thing as <laughs> single person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like to just go there and hammer slap shots, uh, into the boards as hard as I can. And, uh, just trying to break the hockey ball and it's, it's a good time. Uh, so, uh, now I gotta worry now every time. But thankfully I've been waking up earlier lately because I go shoot hockey, I get tired and then my nap, I don't take as long a nap. So I've been waking up at like 11 a.m. now. So if I can go shoot between like 11.30 and like 1.30, I should be safe because I think the, the day I ran into him, it was like 2 or 3 o'clock, and then I was leaving at like around 2 o'clock when he showed up. So long as I get out there like 11.12, I should be okay. But uh, I don't yeah. like – what. Uh, this whole point is I don't like the idea that I might have to talk to a human at the hockey rink. <laughs> I mean, that's – yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Why do you think I don't go to the movies anymore? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, my uncle, uh, they, uh, there's a casino here in Greensburg, Jank. You've heard us talk about it. Uh, he yeah. was going to ask me to go to the casino, but again, I was like, this, this is where I'm at in my life. I was like, I really don't want to. So, uh, but they went and they said it was a good, my, my, uh, two uncles and my cousin and uh, they went and they said, oh yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty good place, a little, uh, casino there. And then the, uh, the next night they wanted to go to see a movie. And I said, yeah, I said, no, nah, I'm busy. I can't do that. But they went and saw uh, John Wick 4. <laughs> okay. All three hours of it, huh? Oh, they didn't even mention that it was three hours. They just mentioned there's like hundreds of people that died and it was completely ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Those movies always are. Uh, Miles, are you there are more assassins in that world than there are in non-assassins? I don't know how there's <laughs> enough jobs to support this all-assassin economy. <laughs> Miles, question is like, there's hundreds upon hundreds of these assassins. Who are they being hired to kill? Yeah. <laughs> well. If, if people keep showing up at the hockey rink, uh, they might have a customer. Because I, I got a few oh, people. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a call and a marker. <laughs> yeah. I need I need my quiet time. Uh, shooting the hockey. Because <laughs> my other 23 hours of hot, quiet time aren't enough. I need that other hour of quiet time. I need it. I was going to say, wow. Have you considered, like, gluing on a fake goatee or something? <laughs> Going yeah. incognito. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> undercover the hockey rink. Uh, everyone knows me. Hey, I, that's a creepy old guy that goes and shoots hockey there every afternoon. Look at that guy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I've been doing all week, and uh, that's about it. So I don't know. I think we're plumb out of show. Miles, how many beers are you at now? Um, let's see. Counting I drank eight beers, beers so far. Bath while on beers, not good. Oh, okay. Hey, that's a that's a solid total. Miles versus beer. He went with eight. That's pretty good. I didn't say I was done. I just had to look back. Shy Larry. <laughs> hey, hey, Miles. Before the show, you told us you're going to Dallas. What's that about? I'm going to a crimes conference. A crimes conference. Correct. A conference about crime. Uh, not like a conference where y'all get together and commit crimes. 
it's a conference where you talk about crimes. That is correct. We don't commit crime, although in like a John Wick movie, we would get together and have a conference and then <laughs> probably a tremendous try to murder each other. Occur. Yeah, right. Exactly. One hundred percent. But uh, yeah, going out there um, tomorrow. I'm you excited about uh, that? Well, Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday early morning. I am. I've never been to Dallas, so I'm actually kind of psyched, actually. Yeah. Uh, how, how's Spike doing? He's fine. Annoying. You know, he barks on things. Who's going to take care of Spike's his black cat? Who's going to take care of Spike while you're in Dallas? I have a retinue. My cat is much more popular than I am among my coworkers. <laughs> so uh, not... there's literally no shortage of people who are like, oh, I love your cat. I want to come over and take care of him. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. That's nice. Uh, and these are all like 25-year-old women, and I'm like, why doesn't anyone want to come over oh. and take care of me? Hey, now. That's what? the entry, though. That's what? the entry, though, you know? Like, what, hey. What's happening? Like, why is the cat more popular than me? And then I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you win them over. Sorry. I, just, I got Spike away will, there for a minute. I thought it was uh, 1996. Spike will win them over. Like, yeah. Look at that old man with the cat. He's pretty hot. Yeah. Spike is like the chad of cats. He treats every he treats the women like shit, and they just come back for more. So, uh, there, there's a dog park right across the street from this hockey rink. Like you can just see dogs running around, but uh, no no cats allowed. That's a dog park in a dog park. That's probably for the best. Yeah, well, should have cat parks. You know, what I'm saying. All right, uh, I think we're done here. So uh, we got to thank uh, Miles Watson, author and raconteur. Go to uh, 19books.com or Amazon.com. Buy all his books, uh, the Cage Life, Knuckle Down, uh, Sinners Crossed, The Very Dead of Winter, The Devils You Know. And soon the novella Wolf Weather will be out there. You can wolf. Right. Wolf Weather. That's right. Wolf, <laughs> wolf Weather will be out there, and it's full of werewolves. That's right, werewolves. It'll be great. <laughs> Arsenio Hall will be leading them. And uh, oh, we've got to thank Got to thank Kevin Jank. Jank, uh, good job as always. Uh, got to thank the Ed for making it a uh, oh, yeah. magical <laughs> evening. <laughs> uh, we can't forget. His unforgettable. Hey. <laughs> I'll check on him after the show, make sure everything is all right. But uh, yeah, thanks to the Ed. And uh, Jank, uh, next week, Tuffy's still not here, right? Yeah. Yeah, no right. Tuffy next week. Well, well, we'll try to get either uh, Larry or the Ed, I guess, to fill in for him. I don't know if the Ed will be back, but we'll see. <laughs> see how that goes. And uh, go listen to Flea Market Fantasy. Uh, what's up there? Oh, New Guardians of the Galaxy is up there now, I believe, right? Or the, uh, old, yes. the old Guardians of the Galaxy. That Marvel yeah. presents, yeah, whatever yeah. that was. And then Animal Man with Mike L. will be posted uh, this coming week. So everyone can be excited about yeah. that. All right, well, there it is. So. Uh, until next week, pass the Monchichi, Governor Gabby.
Thank you very much.